You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. When you're smiling. Hey you, bubbly sparkling water is crisp, refreshing, and perfect for any occasion. Kind of like my voice, but in a can. No calories, no sweeteners, all smiles. Bubbly, crack a smile. Hello. Okay, we're back. Yeah, what All happened? Right. What you I don't did? know. I didn't do anything. You did. I thought I thought y'all did something. No, no. you did it. It's your fault. Nah. <laughs> well, I don't know what happened. This thing happened. Matter of fact, this actually happened to whenever I had Wonder Meg on. So you guys are not the only ones that this happened to. Yeah, because you did it. Oh, no. He didn't do anything. Don't take up with him. You don't know him like I do. You're just mad because I was going to let you go first. And I ruined, (laughs) and something ruined that moment. Well, that's what you get for letting me go first. Well, anyways, you're going to go first again. Oh, no. (laughs) Don't click. Don't hang up on Click. (laughs) (laughs) So... Like I was saying, this is going to be our top 10 DC movies, and this is not going to be anything connected with the DCU or anything like that, but if one of our list actually does correspond with the DCU, that's okay too, because this is us just talking about DC comic book movies, and we're just going to have a good time talking about some comics. So let's go on ahead and go with Tamika. Tamika, Mm. what's your number 10? Um, Joker. That was the first one that came to my head. Well, get this. That's actually my number 10. Oh, for real? So, yeah, oh, okay. for real. Yeah, I mean, I, I like the um, origins, well, sort of origin story of the Joker. Um, it's right. one of many. Um, and the take, well, it comes from the Killing Joke, the comic book. It right. takes from there. Um, and then it's a mixture of, um, what's that Robert De Niro movie we were talking about? King of Comedy? Yeah, the King of Comedy. Yeah, it takes from that too, and then it's it's fascinating that Robert De Niro was in it as well. Right, and if you think about it too, the slow pacing also has like a falling down kind of effect as well. Yeah, and, and I like the fact that it's not something that's rushed. It takes time to build on it to where it over a course of a week or a couple of days, that's where the whole entire transition actually comes from with Joaquin Phoenix's version of the Joker. I love that whole entire feel to it. Not only that, but it even has that um, taxi driver mm-hmm. kind of yeah. feel to it as well. Yeah. Which is also, because don't forget, this is not directed by Martin Scorsese. This is just Martin Scorsese's uh, production company that actually took charge of it. But you can actually tell that it has that Martin Scorsese feel to it when you're looking at it. Mm-hmm. But what else did you like about the movie? 
Um, there's a scene that I read where he goes into the refrigerator and closes it. Yeah. That that wasn't in the script. He just kind of improvised that and they kept the camera <laughs> on him like, is he going to get out the refrigerator or should we do something? I don't know. This is gold. <laughs> uh, but yeah, of course he got out the refrigerator. Um, right. <laughs> I guess he just felt like I just don't want to deal with you people. I'm going in the refrigerator and I'm closing the door. Right. That's it. Just come and knock on it whenever you're ready for me to do my next scene. Yeah, because he was ir- irritable anyway on the set. Um, everyone. Um, so I don't know. Maybe when you play the Joker, you just get a, a hint of ir- irritation. Well, don't forget, though, uh, some actors can actually get lost in the character for themselves and everything, because that's also another thing, too, that Joaquin Phoenix actually said, I think, in an interview with 60 Minutes, I think, where he actually said that he actually felt like he got lost within the character, which is also the same thing that happened with Heath Ledger, where it just drove him back nuts crazy. Yeah, I did. Yeah. So, but I loved his performance. I loved Joaquin Phoenix's performance, and I loved... The part where, um, basically, remember whenever the little short guy is visiting him and everything at his apartment with the other guy that actually backstabbed him. Yeah, yeah. With the gun, I love that scene. It it was it was comical, one of those dark humor type of um, comedy parts that I really enjoyed about it. Yeah, I you saw know? it with a group of people, and I was pissed because well, the policemen are just doing their job. But I had to put my purse in the trunk. They like, mm, can't have bags when you're coming in for this movie. And I was like, what? <laughs> I don't know if that happened to anybody else, but it was. Um, I haven't heard about that. Yeah, it was something <laughs> where, for security reasons, because of the nature of the movie, they didn't want any right. um, anybody to bring bags, even purses, in the movie theater. You see, over, I don't think Mississippi cares. I think, mm-hmm. <laughs> other than the fact, as long as long as you don't have the Joker makeup or dress like the Joker or anything like that mm-hmm. of that nature, of where you have your face covered, they don't really care. They didn't do any type of baggage search or nothing mm. over here. But uh, now, get this: now the mother was actually horrified at that one part where you were, the scene that I was telling you about. Yeah, yeah, uh, where. He winds up just taking the hammer and just beating him up with it and everything. Mm-hmm. That part was something that the, this, the, this mother was just horrified. And I'm just like, well, it is a rated R movie. Yeah, I don't... <laughs> no, I, I guess we could get into that. This show or next show, I don't understand the parents who are like, oh no, this is a superhero movie. I'm like, yes, it's rated R. Art. Right, but it's not your typical comic book type movie, though. Yeah. This is actually an Elseworld Joker that is ten times worse than the Heat Ledger Joker. Yeah, this and a whole lot more. Menacing. Even in that series, it's like, why are you? Why would you complain? Too. Right. Because of the level of violence that's inside that movie as well, but. You know, even though we don't see no blood or anything within that whole thing, but it is violent. Yeah. The stuff that was in the dark. Yeah. Night. 
but you know i i really love the stylistics of what they were doing with it the choreography with uh the joker and also too the part with the steps oh yeah yeah when he was dancing on the steps that was my favorite part and then also too when he finally smears the blood on his face that's whenever you know that's actually the Joker. Well, when he put his like makeup on and he was just strutting outside his apartment in his reddish suit, whatever color yeah. that is, I was like, oh, okay, like, uh, here we go. <laughs> it's showtime. Yeah, I, I didn't want to see and... the movie at first because I was like, another Joker movie, okay. Or, uh, I don't know, I just was against it. But I remember us talking back and forth about yeah, it. Yeah, I was against it. And, um, you know, I saw a couple more trailers and I was like, oh, okay, this may be good. And you see, that's like with me, though. I don't, if you remember, I didn't like the makeup mm. and everything. It kind of took, took me out of it a little bit when I first saw the makeup and everything without it, um, without actually seeing, the, seeing it in context. But once I saw it in context, I let it manorate a little bit. I'm like, okay, so this is what you're giving me. Okay, I'm gonna let, I'm gonna go on ahead. I'm gonna go on and see this. Put all my negativities out the window and see for what it actually is. And I, I enjoyed it. I actually have it on Blu-ray. Of course you do. And it's, <laughs> it's right. now on HBO though <laughs> for anybody that wants to see it or again or who hasn't right. seen it. You mean like me? Right. That's what, what? I'm wondering. You haven't seen the no, Joker? I have not seen. Joker. What? And we talking about it? Yeah. John, can you hear oh, this? About... Did you hear this? Well, John, did you hear that? Look, <laughs> I haven't seen it. Oh, you see, but you see, though, your sister's point of perspective is he went in the fr- fr- refrigerator for a while. Me, I went into like the whole entire yeah, ordeal with the transition. John see it. <laughs> <laughs> but. Anyways, what's your number 10 while you're sitting silently while we're getting out of this? Um, my number 10 is Batman Returns. Oh, yeah, that's good. Michelle Pfeiffer catsuit. That's mm-hmm. all you need to know. Oh, yeah. And when she busts out with those cartwheels oh, in yeah. her catsuit and her whip, I'm like, oh, boy. And that red lipstick? Yeah. I'm like, she ain't playing. Did she do... um? Skip like skip rope. Yeah, she skipped rope with a whip. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> that was just awesome during that time period yes. too. Like I get and get this. That's Sorry. actually my no 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 no. You're good. That's actually my number oh, eight. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so. I mean the plot was kind of thinnish, you know, with um, right. but Danny DeVito and um, oh, I forgot the guy who played the rich guy. No, Chris. Uh, yeah, he Walken. always plays like a villain. Yep. I mean, they did, they did, they thing, and of course, you know, Michael Keaton was Batman, and but basically, it was Michelle Pfeiffer's whole show. And I agree with you. She stole she the show did. on that one, and Danny DeVito was in it yes, too. Yes, yes, she just stole the show. I mean, every scene she was in, like the one where she was laying on the bed, <laughs> and Danny DeVito was trying to get with her. <laughs> And then she ended up eating right. bird. I was like, oh, Lord, she is not nothing to play with. <laughs> yeah, she got lost in that character. 
Well, oh, I yeah, agree. I think that's. I think that was pro- probably a part of her personality that just sort of came out with that. Even the the meek Selena Selena part. Mm. I think even that is probably part of mm. her real personality too. Another thing too is you remember the whole entire masquerade yeah. ball uh, yeah. party. That is a, such a Selena Kyle thing to do, such a Catwoman thing to do, especially when she's seducing yeah. Bruce while she's dancing. And then also, too, I think at that point in time, if I remember correctly, they actually know who each other yeah, are. They do. She knows at that point, yeah, she knows at that point, they both do, that he's Batman and she's mm-hmm. Catwoman. You know, and I love that whole entire balance. It was like I was actually w- watching a comic book movie come to life during the yes. 90s whenever I saw Yeah, them. yeah, because they were pretty close to, you know, to probably some, the the content of the tension between Selena and, you know, and Bruce and Catwoman and Batman. And, yeah, and then it's like you saw both shades of their personality and the tension with all that, so I thought I thought that was cool. I did too, and I'm love I'm loving the fact that, that every single Batman movie is something different about how he changes into the bat suit. Yeah. I love. Here's the thing: I love the Michael Keaton one because that's the one mm-hmm. I grew up on. But I loved how the opening scene is where he sees the bat signal, and then all of a sudden it goes into like a fish tank, and then there's like a single yeah. passageway. <laughs> I love that. It's cheesy, it but it's it's. But you know that's like the Adam West kind of style of Batman that we actually expect mm, from the nineties yes. because that's what they're going. Yeah, off of. exactly. And you know, and when you look at old Adam West uh, Batman episodes, the stuff they were doing was so cheesy. It was just funny, and then after <laughs> a while, you just accepted it. Like, oh, okay, you know, yeah, exactly. It's like, okay, you saw the first Batman movie. You know what to expect yeah. with the second one. It's just going to be just as cheesy as the yeah. first one. But one thing Tim does is he adds that gothic type of fe- fe- uh, mm-hmm. flavor to yes. it that actually goes, gravitates it t- towards us to where, you know, it actually fits in with the Batman character. It fits in with the Gotham City um, world. Yeah, I know that. That's like a lot of his movies. I mean, we can almost talk about Tim Burton movies. Mm-hmm. What was it? Edward Scissorhands and all I'm that. surprised Johnny Depp went in Batman Return. Was did he do Beetlejuice? Tim <laughs> Burton. I don't know. Who, who he did yeah. Beetlejuice? Yeah, no. Tim Burton. Oh did. yeah. And yep. it's always this kind of dark, kind of like you said, gothic. And so when Batman rolled around. It, you know, Batman is dark anyway, so his vision just fit right in with the story. Mm-hmm. I agree. And then you also have Pee Wee Herman playing the Penguin's oh, father. Gosh. Oh, oh I forgot about that. Oh wow. my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he actually played uh, the Penguin's father in the opening scene where they actually uh, take the, uh, you know, the Whenever they put him into yeah, the sewer yeah. and everything, just dump him over the river, and you actually see uh-huh. it float down to where the sewer is and everything. That's actually um, Pee Wee Herman playing his father. I did not know that. And here's another fun fact: the you remember the Gotham City, the uh, TV show yeah. Gotham. 
they actually had him playing the penguin's father again and that oh okay and you know i like that character that actor who played the penguin in gotham yeah i do like him i I liked him a lot and he really grew into that character because at first it was like yeah but he grew right yeah his hair stayed the same (laughs) even when he wasn't playing a penguin yeah oh and then another fun fact um that actor is in john wick three who the penguin on gotham yeah he's in john wick three you know when they're um they're in a secret organization and they're making a call to um whatever the word is for the um the continental to be not sacred anymore and then they call the call okay. the guy picks up the phone and go hello, and then he's like, <laughs> "The Continental is not sacred anymore." And she, he's like, "Oh crap! <laughs> it's a small part, but it's." Funny. I need to actually. I need yeah. to see that now. I need to actually watch Star Trek uh-huh. Chapter Three now. Yep. But, but you know, I like another thing that I can say though. I mean, yeah, I love Danny DeVito as the Penguin, even though that wasn't actually the context of how he is mm-hmm. in the comic. I feel like he actually got the character right as far as him playing. Yeah, I mean, you know, I I still didn't think he needed to be so gross and disgusting looking, but I think the menace no. that's right under the surface is always there with Penguin. Oh, Oh, I agree with you. It's like, okay, behind clo- behind the scenes, like in front of everybody, you have this nice, perfect person that you don't want to, anybody to know that who mm-hmm. your darkest secrets. Then all of a sudden you go back home and then that's mm-hmm. who you really are. And everything. And I feel like Danny DeVito actually captured that uh, part yes. pretty well. Yeah, he, he really did capture that. And his menace had like some bite to it mm-hmm. you know and it was kind of to me similar to the penguin in the batman animated series oh yeah it was like you know he had this kind of gregarious life of the party kind of thing and but then up under that was a true menace mm-hmm. and you know but exactly. yeah danny devito really captured that <laughs> You know what else I wanted to talk about too was you remember the fight scene on the top of the roof where you remember when the woman the girl is actually lighting yeah. up the Christmas oh, tree? Yeah. And and I like the part where Michelle Pfeiffer comes out of nowhere, takes her up the up the stairs, and she looks at uh, Batman and goes, Excuse me, girl talk. <laughs> yeah. And then then all of a sudden you have Danny DeVito that goes on ahead and gets the little helicopter oh, yeah. out of his umbrella <laughs> and flies up there. Uh-huh. But you know what though? Looking at that trailer now, I you know, I realize how cheesy <laughs> it was, but at that time, I remember just fanboying oh, yeah. over that. Yeah. At that time scene. it was it was nice. I yeah. mean, you know, the trailer was nice, right. the movie was nice. It's you know, it was considering what was, you know, the movies that we had and the special effects that they had back then. I'm like, oh, okay, this is state right. of the art stuff. Yeah. Right. And another thing, too, is like everybody was like, well, why do they kill uh, the penguin off? Why do they kill the Joker off? During that time, people didn't realize 
how much uh, the comic book movies would actually be, you know, would actually be around. So they were like, okay, so we're going to make this Batman movie, but we're not going to let our main mm, villain. Yeah, play. because, you know, around in uh, around that time, they were coming off of what, Superman 4, and, you know, and people were exhausted right. with Superman. And so when they went ahead right. and started back up Batman, or started up Batman, they were kind of on edge, like, are people going to be tired of watching these superhero movies? So... When the first one did well, they like great. So then when they came with the second one, they they to me they all they're like little standalones. Cause they really didn't think this was gonna right. be a franchise. They were just like, oh, okay, we'll just make number two. Okay, that mm-hmm. did really well. So yeah, then they fell off a cliff. Mm. Let's keep yeah. <laughs> right. I ain't gonna mention all the other crap. And then you had right. Oh, bat nipples God. and all that hey, other stuff. What's <laughs> Well, before when he was single, he but, was like Bruce Wayne. Yeah. <laughs> okay. He was just the wrong one. He was just right. the wrong, wrong person to pick. But then mm-hmm. that whole movie was wrong. Batman yeah. and Robin was wrong. Alicia right. Silverstone, they treated her horrible. It was wrong. Yeah, it was just wrong on so many levels. <laughs> Chris from McDonald doesn't right. act anymore. Well, I, I don't see him. He made a couple of movies after that, but it like was not like <laughs> he did a couple of movies after that, like he did the Bachelor movie. Oh yeah, I remember that and stuff like that. But anything after that, I don't think he did anything. See, Curse mm-hmm. of the Batman and Robin. <laughs> <laughs> but minus so... George Clooney, skipped over him. <laughs> <laughs> so I know that we already talked about. Uh, the Joker already. That was my number 10. So I'm going to move on to my number 9. Okay. okay. And that is Batman Begins. Oh, oh yeah. Good. yeah. Yeah. Good. We had our and, Nolan sister time last night. Yeah. I, <laughs> I saw that. First time saw Inception. Can you John. believe that, John? Can you believe that, John? That's a shame. Well, you know, it's funny. This podcast is called Movie Lovers Unite, and it's like a long list of movies I hadn't seen that we go like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, I'm like, like "Oh I my god, you hadn't seen that!" Oh my god, twisted. It's just like when you didn't, when you never heard the Chronic. Yeah, with Dr. Dre, and then we were like, "What?" I had not heard the Chronic until about what? Chronic two thousand. About two thousand. No, the original Chronic. Oh, the original Chronic. Yeah, oh, I mean, God. I, I mean, I heard songs <laughs> from it, but not the entire album yeah. until about 2000. Right. It's okay. We took care of it. Yeah, we took okay. care of that. Yeah. But and you know I what, though? I... I didn't see Star Wars until like 2000. Which one? All of them. Any of them. Wow. I've never seen any Star Wars until the year 2000. Whoa. That's pretty cool, though. But you know what, though? I am jealous of the fact that you actually got to watch Inception for the first time. I wish I could go back and watch Inception for the first time. 
<laughs> she actually so, helped me out, John, with a John? with a scene like watching it with Daisha actually helped me out. I know this has nothing to do with DC, <laughs> but uh, well, it's Christopher Nolan, so we kind of we said we we gonna go to an audience. Just hang in there. <laughs> yeah like the in inception i didn't realize um what was the guy's name the the um cillian murphy yeah aka peaky blunders okay yeah yes yep. well whatever his name was in the movie i didn't realize he kind of went through a similar inception before or he had like those people were um like bodyguards attacking leo and his crew Right. Oh, yeah. Wow. He yeah. had training. Somebody had trained him in defense of people like Leo coming in trying to pick his brain. Yeah. So he had been trained to build in defenses in his mind. And I've seen that movie like about 10 times. And then Daisha pointed it out. I was like, wait, what? Meanwhile, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, mm, interesting. <laughs> that is too funny. <laughs> since and, uh, 2010 and I finally figured it out <laughs> hey at least she solved it for you <laughs> yeah all it took was somebody had never seen it before they solved it <laughs> okay but, Batman Begins okay go Okay, so the reason why I like Batman Begins is because of the fact that they had to think of another way to reintroduce us into the Batman world Mm-hmm. So they had to think of something else besides what they gave us in the past. And they were trying everything they can to get make us erase the whole entire Batman and Robin thing. And don't forget, it's been years since we saw a Batman movie, since 96 or 97 at that time. And, you know, this is what I like. They ended up putting Christopher Nolan in charge of this thing. And I didn't know what I was going to get I, at that time. I didn't read news articles or anything like that. I went into the film as a Batman film as a Batman fan and you know and I didn't realize that it was going to be like a realism something that's actually realistic instead of something that was actually coming straight from the comics especially what they did with the tank for the Batmobile I'm like okay (laughs) this is not what I was expecting Mm -hmm. (laughs) and the same thing with the scarecrow bit too though I was like okay so I actually had to put my self as not a Batman fan but as someone that's just loving movies and just putting that into perspective and mm-hmm. what I loved about it was the fact that it was like he can go to his like a billionaire can actually go into his office and there's Morgan Freeman and he can get spelunking stuff to actually help him fight crime I loved how they actually did the origin story even though we saw his parents die again but I felt like they actually captured the heartbreak, the fears that he has to try and put into people. What do y'all think? Uh, yeah, I came into it just, I, I didn't read any of the comics. I just read, I just watched the movies, the Batman movies from the 90s. So I was excited to see Batman again, even though I knew it was probably going to be different. So when I sat down and watched the movie, I was kind of excited. I was like, yeah, you know, I like the new spin on Batman. I like the realism of it. I wasn't sold on Christian Bale. He just seemed too clean looking to me. <laughs> and I'm like, I thought Bruce should be a little dirtier. But I was like, okay, that's cool. 
And then when he <laughs> broke out that gravelly voice, I'm like, now nah, the, the voice is like he done gargle <laughs> blades. Oh. I'm like, oh, where is he? Rock? <laughs> I know, where is he? And I was just like, <laughs> and I was like, that voice gotta go, but you know, <laughs> but everything else, I was excited about. I'm like, you know, I like the new spin. I like Morgan Freeman. You know, right. I even like, I did not like um, the lady who played his love interest. Yeah, I, Katie Holmes. Didn't like her? Oh, yeah. it was Katie Holmes? Yeah, so annoying. Yeah, yeah Katie Holmes was a little annoying. Chris, are you sleeping with whores again? Yeah. <laughs> what else am I going to do after spending so many uh, years away from you? <laughs> Yeah, I have to keep up my Bruce image. Oh, right. I did not, and of course, Cillian Murphy was in it as the scarecrow. Yeah, and of course, he's so unique looking. I was intrigued by him when I saw him, and I didn't, you know, I didn't really know anything about him, but he was he was intriguing looking, and I loved his acting. And I was happy that they made Scarecrow like, you know, Batman the Animated Series. That's the way Scarecrow acted. Yeah. Right. So I was like... He definitely got that right. Yeah, he got that one right. Then he put on that spooky mask. I'm like, oh, God. He really got that one. His face in general intrigues me. Yes. Is that your cat, John? Yeah. Oh, What's your favorite Batman movie? Oh, Lord. Who are you talking to? The cat? Yeah. The cat can't talk. Yeah, they can. It's her favorite Batman movie, the cat. Can't talk. Anyway. Oh, so, wow. Rude. The cat was trying to say his favorite Batman Billy movie. AKA his face is just. Uh, and I have to go on Wikipedia to find that movie that Silly Murphy was in where he was dressed like a woman. Mm. And. Trying to dress like his mom. Oh, it's like a Norman Bates, but not really. Yeah, it was kind of Norman Bates ish, but not really. I forgot the name. It it was really a cool movie, kind of spooky, but you know, he really got that androgynous thing down. Well, his face is spooky anyway. Yeah, I have to look it up. Anyway, Batman Begins. I I I really liked it. Once I got up from it, I was like, yeah, this is a good start. I like it. I like the Batmobile. I like the whole. I like the whole thing of it because it feels like it could have been like Chicago or New York or any place exactly. like that. It was like anywhere there's a city, there's a Gotham. Yes, mm. exactly. It's pretty much. It's like your own interpretation of what Gotham City would look like. Uh-huh. Is basically what I, what I got out of it. Yes. Wow. And I also liked uh, the, uh, there was another part that I actually liked was with Liam Neeson. Oh, in it too. yeah. When he's yeah. actually playing the League of Shadows, I really thought yeah. that was actually pretty cool on how he was actually training Bruce yeah. and everything. And then once Bruce really found out what Liam Neeson was all about, uh-huh. he's like, okay, this is everything that I'm against. How can I actually be with this League of Assassins mm-hmm. knowing what they're doing? Yeah, yeah. Liam Neeson, I mean, he did, he did a good job in that movie. And I agree with you. That wasn't this before Taken or was it after? That's good. This question. was before. Yeah, oh, before. Okay. that was before. Yeah. 
So he just did a really good job. I mean, I'm, I'm big. Most definitely. I'm big on the Liam Neeson with Taken. Mm. Even though I know he don't yeah. put his foot in his mouth recently, but again. Well, no, I think it's from last Christmas. But anyway, oh, cold pursuit. Yeah, yeah. So, but I like Neon Leonisa. I love Taken. So I, I when I saw him, I'm like, oh, it's going down. When I saw him, I'm like this, <laughs> it's going down. When this guy show up, <laughs> right? And not only that, but you know, it's been a long time since I seen Liam Neeson act in anything. Yeah, you know, oh, yeah, and then all of a sudden, he, and there he is, right there in a Batman movie. And I love the fact now that we have these big named actors that actually wants to partake in a comic book based film. Because back in the nineties, it's like, oh, I don't want to do that. I'm Al Pacino. Oh, I'm Robert De Niro. I don't want to do something. Oh, sorry. sorry. I don't want to. <laughs> it's okay. Uh-huh. It's like I don't want to do that. Now all of a sudden, we have these big name stars that wants to be part of this comic book world. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love it. I love the fact how they actually want to take recognition of the fact, okay, this is a much bigger thing uh, and everything. And if this is a way that I can actually still act and do my thing, I'm going to do it. Yeah, yeah. Because it was a bad stigma on superhero movies in the 90s. They did not want any parts of it because of all of that stuff from the 80s. Just how bad it looked and just how silly and sort of off the scripts were and right you know they didn't want anything to do it in the 90s so it was good in batman begins where you had you know really good actors bringing you know coming in like morgan freeman i mean he brings the gravitas to whatever you're doing oh yeah most definitely anything with morgan freeman in it i'm gonna watch regardless of the fact Heck, he can just talk to me about cars, and I'll really? watch a two and a half hour movie of him just talking about him trying to sell a car. I know, right? It's like he can <laughs> he can say anything. It, it somebody I don't know if it was the sports on ESPN or something. They did a skit where Morgan Freeman was. Uh, oh, I know Morgan Freeman was reading the letter that LeBron wrote when he went <laughs> left Miami to go to Cleveland. And I swear I almost fell out my chair. <laughs> I'm like, he made that song sound like. I'm like, oh my God, I hear Shawshank Redemption. It, it feels so, exactly. It feels so deep, but it was just a shallow letter about LeBron moving <laughs> to Cleveland. So, and I love LeBron people. I love LeBron. King James. Except he is not Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan got six rings. He is not Michael Jordan. Well, I don't want to hear King it. James, though. See, Michael Jordan is, is a goal, and so I don't want to hear it. Yeah. He got six rings, and I don't want to hear it. She saw the Michael Jordan documentary. No, so I rekindled. Michael Jordan. It rekindled I watch his games. I live Michael Jordan. Thank you. Okay. You see, I love Michael Jordan, too. I did, too. Yes. <laughs> but I don't yes. want to be like Mike. It ain't being like Mike. That's Mike, what the Mike commercial said. The commercial said when he decided to take oh, over the oh, game, oh, that oh. was it. When that tongue came out, it was over. Yeah, and then he When LeBron decided he want to take over, he may win, he may not. I don't know. <laughs> I just like his antics. Anyway, where we at? I have no idea. We're, we at number okay. eight. Why are yeah, you pushing the, my... the movie list up? Is ain't at eight. We are. We are eight. No, we're, you guys are at number nine. I'm oh, at number eight. Nine. Oh, he's at eight. We're at nine. But it's your turn. Mickey. What? Oh, oh, are we finished talking about Batman Begins? Oh, we can talk about, about it as long as you want to. I mean, okay. we only got an hour. 
Right. Because <laughs> they're going to kick us off. Anchor. Well, Remember I can always time? go ahead and put another one on. But yeah. anyway. Okay. Uh, uh, I know one thing about Batman Begins. It had like a sleek, fresh feel to it. You know, like a car commercial or a cell phone commercial. I don't know how to describe it. But it had a Nolan flavor to it. Where it was very different. It wasn't campy or cheesy. It was just very sleek and clean. Yeah, exactly. Real. Yeah, very, very real, real feeling. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. that's like that whole feeling of realism. Like somebody can actually go ahead and do and get a Batmobile and basically try and take down crime. <laughs> yeah, basically. No. Yeah. You can just get your that's whole how go <laughs> <laughs> Right, spelunking. <laughs> but uh, another thing too, though, I mean, I love the stunt works in it. The choreography with it was really good. Yeah. The fight scenes here and there, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, the fight scenes with the bat suit kind of looked kind of stiff. Yeah. yeah. Especially if you actually go back and look at it. Yeah, he were. wasn't able to move freely in there as like he wants to, but it still was a great comic book movie for its time during that time in 2005. Yeah, he now nah, he it was kind of bulky ish, mm-hmm. and right. I you know and then I wasn't surprised because you know the the suits from the nineties the first one was bulky and then you know by the time they got the Batman Returns they slimmed it down a little and unfortunately they went to nipples but nipple gate. Yeah, so I I kind of figured that this first suit in Batman again was probably gonna be a little heavy until they figured right. out you know what he likes and found a sleeker look. So exactly, yeah. So I so, wasn't expecting them fight scenes to be worth none. But is there anything else that you want to add to that, Tamika? Or you're pretty much good on the Batman Begins? Uh, did they change his suit from uh, Batman Begins to something more functional? That he can move around. They, I'm gonna go. We're gonna hold off on that. Oh, okay, okay. Um, cool. Okay. So, what's your number nine? Um, it was Batman Returns, but okay. Did I talk? No, we talked about. Yeah, that. we talked about Batman yeah. Returns. Uh, so it can... was Batman Returns. Uh, I'm gonna go with Batman Forever because I'm one of ten people that like it. Oh god! Oh, I told god. you I was ten. One of ten. Jesus, I was hoping we, <laughs> we wouldn't even get that. What's wrong? Hold on, hold on, hold on. I, I want to go in here and pick on him for a minute. <laughs> she made fun of me for Mission Impossible too. <laughs> you said you like Batman Forever. Oh. I like the soundtrack. Why are you tripping, John? Yeah, the John? soundtrack with the bone was sealed and John, stuff. why are you tripping in front of all these thousands yeah. and millions of people? Kiss I'm on, not tripping. I'm the Kiss on the Road, that was the best thing about that. Yeah. He tripping. He was like, oh, yeah, it's a pretty good movie, too. Mm. We were talking about no. it. Yeah, you said it. I like him. Hold ca- on. Let I me go say... back to the messages. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I did like Jim Carrey as the Riddler. Yeah. I do oh, own yes, up to that. Yes. I like Jim Carrey right, as yeah. the Riddler. He really stole the show. And right. he, uh, that's that's the good. That's the good. I mean, yeah, I agree. it had flaws. It came out when I was a kid. So, of course, I have like nostalgic feelings about it. I wouldn't have thought right. I was pissed. I mean, you were older than me. I was pissed because I came from Batman Returns and I'm all hyped. I'm like, yeah, you know, Batman Forever, Jim Carrey. But I should have known some when I saw Val Kilmer was going to be Batman. I'm like, what the? 
You mean a dude right. from Top Gun? Like, mm-hmm. he looked good in that suit. Like he got those, mm-hmm. those, those <laughs> lips <laughs> that just poof, press no. out. <laughs> those... <laughs> kiss me lips. <laughs> kiss me now lips. I was like, no, he don't nah. look like no Batman. He See, don't I'm gonna, look like Bruce Wayne. We we're gonna call Val Kilmer. And then Nicole Kidman was in there. Oh yeah, I, I didn't don't even know what her job was. She like, just what she's supposed to be doing whispers too much. Well, she's a great actress. She's a I, great whisperer. I don't forgot what she what her role was. I mean, I, I don't care. I, I was just, just into it. it. I was like into it for Batman and the Riddler because I like Jim Carrey. That's all. And they ain't gonna get into Tommy Lee Jones. How they just they just yeah. Um, they kind of gave us a hint of Two Face. They like boo boo boo, like dunking a bath what? salt in a bathtub. Uh, <laughs> boop. There you go. Uh, but anyway, this isn't a diss, but I like the movie for nostalgic reasons. Uh, and then I think uh, at McDonald's they used to sell the cups because uh, it was like really heavy on the advertisement. Yeah. So I ain't like that movie. Nope. It was a waste of my money. Anyway, he was asking me. <laughs> oh, okay. But the cups <laughs> were big. So I like the advertisements. That's all. The advertisement, the acting wasn't great, but nostalgic purposes, I liked it. I like Jim Carrey. Uh, I feel like he was just being himself, but in a suit. That suit was kind of bothering me, though. Why? That little onesie where I see his junk. Well, <laughs> it was well just... you did like his lips, remember? <laughs> I was like my Val Kilmer, not Jim Carrey. Well, well you like... No, oh, don't okay. be twisting my words. Oh, <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, Lord. Val We're going to get Val Kilmer on the phone and he's going to talk about Ooh, how no, y'all don't, don't like him and Val Kilmer. Why not? He on Instagram. I don't care. I don't mm. want to talk to him. Mm. 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 I got to see him in that new Top Gun movie whenever it come out. I'm like, oh. Mm. But Mm-hmm. Poor Val Kim. He'll get no respect. Uh, you know what else I remember about Batman Forever <laughs> though, besides the soundtrack? Yeah. Was the McDonald mugs. Like the ice mugs that they had out. Those were really cool. Mm. Yeah. But you want to know why they went with a different route instead of the whole darkness thing that we have from the first two Batman? Some parent complaining. <laughs> well, <laughs> that is part of it, it. But. The McDonald's Happy Meals is what scared, what parents said that scared their kids because of the fact that the McDonald's Happy Meals had the Batman Returns figures in it. And it looked dark, it looked gothic looking, it looked creepy to them. So therefore they're like, okay, let's go on ahead and get some glow sticks. Let's go ahead and lighten this thing up a little bit and everything. And that's why we got the uh, the Batman Forever versus... Uh, Michael Keaton returning as Batman because he looked at the script and he didn't like what they were doing yeah. with it, so he walked He's away. Smart. <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. He was I smart. mean, back then, I know we were talking about it. Um, they had to be very heavy on the advertisement and endorsement deals back then. Um, uh, because like Batman Begins, I don't think I saw a McDonald's toy. No, they, I think right out the gate, they told people as they were filming, This is not going to be a kitty movie, yeah. 
I mean, you knew that when they well, were, they said it about Deadpool, and then they got parents and they're like, "Oh my gosh, this will be a Marvel movie." No, nah, they said out the gate, Batman <laughs> and him was gonna be dark. Mm-hmm. We are right. not selling glow sticks. Mm-mm. We we're not gonna right. have nipples on the on the bat suit. And another thing too was, you know, back then. I remember my mom sitting me down and telling me, look, this is going to be different than you watching the Adam West version of Batman with the reruns. <laughs> um, so, yeah, no. So, but another thing too is, you know, we were talking about the soundtrack and everything you and I were, you know, I love the offspring being in there too. Yeah. The offspring was actually in the soundtrack. The oh, offspring. No, the band, the offspring. Oh, um, featuring Kenny G. I'm joking. Um, <laughs> I don't even remember that. In her face. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I can't see that one. He was in the background for uh, Seal, Kiss by the Ro- Kiss no, by a Rose. He was not. I remember. I remember. I remember. I wore out your tape. You bought like the Batman Forever soundtrack, and yeah. I used to listen to that seal song like over and over and over. I'm like, I'm gonna break her tape. You probably did <laughs> break my tape, but then we were transitioning to CDs. Man. Oh, okay. CD saved yeah. my life. <laughs> <laughs> you see, I was actually, li- I actually had that soundtrack on a cassette tape as well. Mm. Yes. Yeah, people don't know the struggle of the cassette tape. No, when that that tape got caught up in that, in the, uh, in your cassette player. Oh my god! Oh my god! I use a pencil to just get it real back in. It was twenty dollars at Turtles again Mm. to go get that Mm. cassette Mm. tape. My goodness, twenty dollar cassette tape at Turtles. Wow, Turtles rest (laughs) in peace. Yeah. For me, it was strawberries. Oh, that's the name of y'all breakfast on strawberries. <laughs> wow. That was up in Boston. Oh, it was in Boston. <laughs> I put strawberries. Yeah, it was called strawberries. Oh, sounds delightful. Oh, I'm sure they had but, delightful uh, prices and they were like turtles. Yeah, strawberries. <laughs> <laughs> we had that and we also had the Wiz. Oh, the Wiz? Is. Oh, that was a store? Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, which my brother and I would always make fun of. I'm like, I'm gonna go take a whiz. And whiz. <laughs> yeah, and we were like, I'm gonna go get broke at Turtles. Yeah, everything in twenty dollars. Right. Yep. Turtle, turtle. Yeah, twenty bucks. Yeah. Twenty dollars. Mm-hmm. A long cassette. Yeah, it'd be like a cassette, and then it'd be like this extension attached to it that they had to clip off. Oh yeah, yeah, the big clip. Oh, <laughs> but. Mm-hmm. Oh. Anyway, thanks a lot. Um, <laughs> anyways, what else did you like about Batman? <laughs> uh, Batman like Forever. Dicks. Well, I also didn't like the fact that Tommy Lee Jones was actually competing against, uh, you know, oh, Jim Carrey. It seemed like in every hard. scene he was just yeah. He was. It just seemed like that he was trying to actually be like Jim Carrey instead of making the character his own. Yeah, it was like he was trying to out crazy Jim Carrey, and I was like, "Did you not see in Living Color? You are not going to out crazy this man." He could have just kept that part serious. Did you? I know. Like, did you not see Ace Ventura? 
this man is built to be crazy. Mm-hmm. And so when Tommy Lee Jones right. is in there acting nuts, so I'm like, oh, no. You know who they should have put it just in doesn't work. They should have put Al Pacino in Two-Face. And we see who got out crazy. I would actually pay... I think that would be good. Wah! That would actually be... I, I would actually pay to see that. Wah! 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 Now, that would have been interesting. <laughs> oh, trying to take my children from me, Kate. Yeah, <laughs> <would've been laughs> but <sighs> let's see here. Do we go with Eula Dasher or no? Oh, um, I guess it's my turn. And I don't know what what number am I on? Eight. Uh, yeah, you're on your number my eight. My number eight is going to be um, Man of Steel. No, it's good. Because. Okay, that's my number oh, three. that's your number three. Okay. Um, my, yep. I like Man of Steel because, you know, well, first of all, I like Henry Cavill. Mm-hmm. He bakes bread on Instagram. Oh, he does. Go ahead. That's so sweet. Mm-hmm. I got to watch I that. follow him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I gotta watch that, but you know, John, stop laughing at me. <laughs> but I just, you know, I just like the, I like the soundtrack. The soundtrack was good, but I also like that John, it was an origin story, but it's told in a different way because no matter what, everybody Superman is stacked up against Christopher Reed. Everybody, yeah. So you can't, right. you know. So when they were like, "This is gonna be an origin story," I'm like, "Oh Lord." Mm-hmm. But they came at it in a different angle, and of course, I attribute that to Christopher Nolan. He was like, "I can't go head to head. We're gonna have to come at this a little different." And of course, I love um, um, Kevin Costner, mm. uh, and Russell Crowe. Yeah, his oh, two, yeah, yeah. his daddy. two daddies. Oh yeah. my God, Russell Crowe was just beating ass. He need to do more was, sci-fi he movies. Was just beating <laughs> really ass, good. taking names. Mm-hmm. I loved it. He I was, was like, excellent. Oh, Maximus is his daddy. He was the closest <laughs> to Brando, almost. Like Marlon Brando. Who? Like not in the same league as Marlon Brando, but you know how Marlon Brando he had his speech. About Cal El and him going to Earth and how moving it was. No, like, no, no, no. Yeah, like this whole entire storytelling of <laughs> I how mean, I, of, I of mean, his whole entire I, background. I, I, like, I love Maximus, but Shut he ain't Marlon Brando. I did. I said this. I'm just like no. His speech was moving as well. It was good, but it ain't Marlon Brando. <laughs> <sighs> With them hula hoops, you can't beat. But anyway, <laughs> hula hoops. Yeah, John know what I'm talking about. But anyway, we ain't got that yet. John know about them hula. Hoops. We ain't got but, that yet. This <laughs> cat is playing with it. But right uh, now. but um, but but no. Go ahead, John. Yeah, but what I what I liked about Man of Steel was the fact is, like you said, he had to go with a different angle. Uh, Zack Snyder did to try and reintroduce us to a new Superman, rather than seeing Superman lift things, which is what we're all accustomed to. But I like the fact that what he did was this: he went on ahead and gave us a story where, if we actually saw somebody with laser eyes and also can see through walls and flying in the air. We would be yeah. freaked out. We wouldn't be saying, 
We wouldn't be yelling, go Superman, no. go. We're rooting for you or anything like that. We're, we'll be thinking, okay, this guy has the strength to do this. What can he do to a normal human yeah. being like me? What's, what's his motive? Why is he here? Why is he helping us? And I feel like that's what Batman versus Superman mm-hmm. actually did right yeah. with that part because it actually gave us a little bit of a feel of what to expect when something like this would happen if we actually saw someone flying in the air. Not only that, but also, too, I love the chemistry between Kevin Costner and Henry, yeah. Henry Cavill where he's try- where you know he's trying to do the right thing by trying to save the people on the school bus back when he was younger. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't know what to do with his strength. He knows he's designed to do more, but he doesn't know what he's supposed to do. And here's Kevin Costner trying to keep him safe. But even whenever that whole entire yeah. tornado came, mm-hmm. that part, you know, was totally different than what they did with the uh, Superman that we grew up yeah. with, with uh, Christopher yeah. Reeves. And that was so Because I'm like, Christopher that Reeves. Was sad. Yeah. He was like, no, no, don't That was really me. Yeah, that was Just sad. let me die. But go ahead. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes, John, it's your show. Go ahead. And then Hans Zimmer... Then Hans Zimmer comes yeah. in whenever that tornado comes in and gives, gives us some levity to where we can actually feel the hurt that's coming off of Henry Cavill's character and also to saying goodbye to Kevin Costner's character yeah. for one last time. And then another thing, too, is I love whenever he has his costume on for the very first time and he's trying to figure out his powers, but only that. But when that Hans Zimmer <laughs> score comes on and you see the Graham yes. thing. I had I goosebumps coming out of my... Out of your what? Like, that was... <laughs> I, I okay. had goosebumps, okay? My hair was actually raised Whoa. on my arms. That's all... That's what Hans Zimmer did to me. Yes, at when that he movie put there. his hand to the ground and then that, you know, the ice or whatever started levitating mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, it's about to be on now. And the music just really hit it off. Even when I listen to it now in my mind, that's the scene I think about. Mm-hmm. That is the scene that I think about when I hear that song playing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's yeah, same it's, here. It was it was just well done. I mean, I like the way he was kind of like deadliest catch, and he was all on a ship trying to find, you know, trying to blend in, but he knew he couldn't blend in, and you know, and that part felt realistic, especially after. It, I can't die because he has these right. powers. He's afraid of these powers. So he goes off to do different things so he can be anonymous. But, you know, but then uh, our boy shows up and wants to have a talk with him and basically holds the whole earth hostage. No, oh, Michael Shannon. Right? Yes, Michael, Michael Shannon. Shannon right. who they should have never right. killed off. That was their fatal mistake. Wow. No, I mean they should have kept him alive. But, but I still say the motivation behind that whole entire thing was spot on, because even because thing, uh, Superman told him this because I do not want to kill you. I do not want that on me or anything like yeah. that. And then also, too, you know, Zod also told him, he goes, I'm going to kill you. everyone you love, your pa- your mom, everything that you care about is mm-hmm. going to be gone. And so he had no choice but mm-hmm. to kill Zod. Either it was 
don't kill Zod, and Zod goes on ahead and kills everybody he like, loves, or he kills them, and, you know, you could actually tell that pain and agony to where he didn't want to do it, but he had to do what he had to do. Because I was, like, the last person out of the whole entire place of Krypton that he actually knew. So, you know, the last person he knew was, at that time, was, in fact, Zod. Mm. And I can tell the, I can actually tell that there was some pain in him whenever he actually did that. And I always say this, the villains that think that they have the right motives in their heads and everything are the ones that are the most dangerous because Zod didn't see the fact that he was dangerous at all. He thought he was doing something that was actually right. Because he felt like he was keeping Krypton alive. You know, because right. he needed to get that CODIS and he needed to start a new Krypton. So, no, he didn't think anything that he was doing was wrong. And he actually thought that, you know, um, that Superman was just a little nuts. Like, why aren't you with me on this? Don't you want to resurrect your civilization where you came from? You know, don't you want that? And he, and of course, he grew up on Earth. He's horrified. Like, are you nuts? Mm-hmm. You know, you gonna kill billions of right. people? <laughs> you know, yeah. You, you know. And not only that, but it was also part, right. But it also too, it was also part of Clark's fault that they're even there in the first place. Too. Yeah, yeah, it is his fault. And it well, was. first he should have just, you know, he should have just owned up to the powers and just been like, okay. I got him. I have to. I I really do need to figure out how to control them and and you know do stuff with them and not run. His running kind of caused a lot of problems. Mm-hmm. I agree because it was his own fear and his own anxiety that actually got yes. the best of him. Which is something that I actually liked about it was it gave us more of a human side to Superman that we haven't seen before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, Christopher Reeve did a human side, didn't? He? Yeah, but this this go he ahead, didn't. John. No, no, no. Go on ahead, make your point. I, I, well, I want to hear your with point. The Christopher Reeve one. Remember, John? It's this gap where you don't really know how he grew from being a teenager to landing at the newspaper. Mm. It's just he was a teenager, then all of a sudden he had newspaper. Uh, that in between part was not there. Uh, right. Okay. So here they actually explore his in between. Like how he, where, what he was right. doing, why he was doing, but then it also was, you know, was why you saw he had anxiety. He didn't know his place in the world. He didn't know anything about his powers. He, these people show up from his planet. He think they're friendly, but he has anxiety. Like, are they going to accept me? So mm. it just created all type of anxiety with him. Wow, it went deep. Right, that was good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, mm, wow. It's an Oprah moment. Oh. Oh. You <laughs> went, went Oprah on me on that one. Queen Oprah. Yeah. And you know what? You actually described everything I wanted to say because basically, also, too, you actually have just the clumsy Clark Kent mm. and the Christopher Reeves yeah. thing. So you, there was not any real true layers to his character. So having Henry on board to play Superman and gave us those layers that we haven't seen before, I liked it. I actually saw it twice in theaters. I owned it on yeah. Blu-ray. I watch it every single time I actually get a chance to. Yes, I own so, it too. It's really I one of too. my favorites. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it erases all of that Superman return stuff we had to deal Ooh, with. That was on my list. What you talking about? Superman oh. return was on my list. Oh, oh Brandon oh. Roth. Yes. Which one did we see in the theaters? Uh, that one. Oh, we saw that in the theater. <laughs> yes, go ahead. I actually like. Well, you bash Batman okay. forever. Superman Returns is better than that. Yeah, I'm just saying you bashed it. Um, okay. it John has really to break us up. Was. Sorry, John. <laughs> Sorry, John. Yes, break. <laughs> so, yes, John, break break up this fight. <laughs> that was okay. Who know that DC fans will get so many passionate people? Uh, <laughs> Let's see here. For your number, what's okay? First of all, what number? What number are you on um, today? I what number am I? On? I thought that was eight. Is it seven? So seven is coming up for me. Yeah, we're, oh yeah, seven. Oh yeah, okay. So you're yeah. on seven. Tamika, what are you on? Tamika is on. What am I on? Eight. I'm on eight. How I get on eight? Okay, what was your number eight? I have no idea now. You that one of Batman Forever? Oh yeah, Batman Forever. Okay, okay. So now we're all caught up. I'm on. I'm on okay, my seven. Okay, seven. good. Seven. Okay. Go. We'll be quiet. Okay. The Watchmen is on mine. Oh. And the reason why I love The Watchmen is because, yeah, it's a political type of uh, movie than we normally get. It takes place in the 1980s and stuff like that. But if you actually read the comic book and everything, it's actually a perfect, and I even said this on the interview last night, as a matter of fact. It's actually a perfect comic book adaptation of a move of a comic book based movie, <clears throat> and even that part with the comedian coming falling out the window and everything too. It's actually page by page. I was actually watching everything that everything come to life on that movie screen. The only thing that, thing that's different is just the ending, and I'm glad they didn't go with the ending mm. to of uh, how they actually did. With the comic book, because of the fact that the comic book, I'm getting tired of seeing villains with. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm glad that they went the route of Doctor Manhattan mm-hmm. and everything. So I thought they actually did a fantastic job setting up that part. I really loved uh, Rorschach in it. <clears throat> he actually gives you some dark humor as well with the comedian as well, but Rorschach actually can give you the crease, especially whenever. He's locked up in prison, and then he tells them and looks at the prisoners. He goes, there's only one thing you forgot. I'm not locked in here with you. You're locked in here with me. <laughs> and he just goes ballistic. <laughs> and and even has the little short dude from Austin Powers in that movie, too. That's in the prison cell. Oh, okay. oh um, What's his name? Vern Choi? Yeah, Vern, Vern Choi oh, is actually in okay. So, I have to say, this is actually, if you're looking for a good comic book adaptation, The Watchmen is probably going to be your best bet, because you can actually see how the scenes are actually being played out and everything, especially in each time that you actually turn the page of The Watchmen. There are certain things that are actually cut out from the movie, but it's actually necessary why they didn't put that in there. But I liked it. I really liked The Watchmen. And Here's the thing, and I actually got the director's cut of it, but I don't like the way they actually edited the director's mm. cut because I can't even hear the sound of it. The sound quality is mm. not that great, so I recommend if it's actually on mm-hmm. Netflix still, check it oh, out on Netflix. Because I read like half of the comic, The Watchmen, 
So I just mm-hmm. refused to see the movie until I had watched, until I had read through the whole comic book. So. Yeah, you have yes. the graphic novel? Yeah, yeah, that's what I have. So I just have to read the other half because it was so, it was so thick and bizarre. I was just, I kind of put it down like, huh, what is it's a it deep is. comment. It's I'm British. gonna say this. It's, it's very, it's very, very European. Yeah, it's 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 kind of it's deep and it's kind of weird and it's but it's it's intriguing and I was just kind of like, okay, it's so much going on here. It's like I kind of need to take a break and unfortunately I didn't get back to it, but you know that's why I did not want to see the movie because I was like, I don't want that for the graphic novel that I'll read. Mm, right. I can understand that. Like I said, the only thing that's different with the graphic novel compared to the movie is just the villain in the uh, comic mm. book, and that's it. Other than that, it's like wow. page for page. Wasn't wow. it? It was split, though, right? Because it, it wasn't it one of the movies that was hard to translate from page to film? They were saying that it was, but for me, I didn't see any issues with the fact that it was actually transitioned from book to movie. So I don't understand how people said that, mm. you know. But that's that's my number seven. Um, what's what's your number seven? Oh, me, Kaminka. Yes. Um, the Dark Knight Rises for me. Uh, oh, okay. I'm sorry. Huh? Did you not like that selection? <laughs> oh, no, 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 okay. go on. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, but yeah, I guess because it was number seven, it should have been number one. But yeah, The Dark Knight Rises was, um, no. Wait, Dark Knight Rises. What is it? Batman Begins. <clears throat> Dark Knight. The Dark Knight. Okay, let, me, let me flip it. So it's the Dark Knight. So erase that the, part. So the Dark Knight. <laughs> okay. Okay. Sure. Okay, sure, that's my number six. It. That's actually. <laughs> no, Heath Ledger was the. Dark okay, so that's Knight, my number six. And Dark Knight Rises was Tom Hardy, I think. Where? Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah, okay. where that's right. He talked like Sean Connery. Yes. Yes. So the Dark Knight <laughs> would be my number seven. Um, Heath Ledger's performance was okay. captivating and intriguing. Um, even watching it now, I I can't describe it. I always get this feel that I'm in a movie theater. I don't know how it does that to me mentally, but I feel like I'm having a theater experience by watching the Dark Knight. Like. I I don't I don't have the words to I don't have the words for it, but it just kind of draws me in. Just like I'm in a movie theater, just like yeah, it has that gravitron. Yeah, scene by scene, and um, and then Michael Jai White was in it, but you know he played one right. No, Dacian Spawn. Have you uh, seen the movie Spawn? No. Oh, <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, I got you didn't show Pray for me. <laughs> but yeah, um, <laughs> his um, scene was captivating. Um, I, I'm thinking 
with the Dark Knights, all the um, Christian Bale Batman voices escalated to the memes. You know, where he was like, "What do you want from me?" Right. You know, what do you want? What do you want? Where is he? Yeah. Like a heavy metal band. <laughs> Yeah, it got worse. <laughs> I was like, oh, man. Right. Keith Ledger probably was like, dude, why but, are you doing this? I'm like, couldn't they have given him one of those voice filters? Why he got to keep talking like that? Yeah, and the scene that kept me on edge was toward the end, where it's like you have a choice between the two fairies, right? It's like, are you going to kill the prisoners? Or are you going to kill these other people to survive? And I liked how smart right. Joker was. Um, I forgot about Batman. I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. He had to stop Joker. I was just intrigued by him and kind of sort of rooting right. for him. <laughs> like, you put people in a situation, it's kind of like Saw. You give them choices. You know, like, which choice are you going to pick? Are you going to right. sacrifice your life for these other people? Or are you going to um, think about yourself and kill those people? Like the the choices that he exactly. gave people, and how he just kind of laid it out, the chaos out there, and everyone, it was up to them whether they participated in it or not. That was genius. I agree with you. Um, you know, I think I know why you had that theater experience. If you actually look at the shots and how they're laid out, mm-hmm. it's like a mm-hmm. wide shot. Everything is. It actually and brings you into the scene. Like, majority of the movie is kind of right. like, literally dark. <laughs> like, it's at night. Yeah, but I mean, right. but Duncan was <laughs> such a menace. It's like the darkness kind of matched what he was doing. Yeah, and then when he burned the money, he's like, exactly about his money? Oh, one of my I just things. want to start some chaos. I'm like, right. that is a dangerous man. Yeah. You cannot hold him and down. Then, it is. And it's just like, it's just like Alfred said. Some men just want yeah. to see the world, world burn. And that was like one of my favorite scenes in a movie was when Michael Caine goes to him and tells him the story of the man in the village mm. and how the he ran into the forest and in order to get him to keep him from stealing they had to burn the forest down. You know. I, I love that aspect. That, that so parable was awesome. awesome. I mean, seriously, John, sometimes I go back on YouTube and just listen to it mm. because it, it kind of just speaks to what we're even dealing with now. Mm. It's like sometimes exactly. in order to, to restore order, you're going to have to do some nasty stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, and right. and you know, uh, it's just one of my favorite parables because it, it was pretty much joking in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. It does. It actually does describe Joker in a nutshell. And not only that, but also love oh the God. hospital scene. When he was dressed up like the nurse. The hospital <laughs> Right. And you know what, though? He still, get this, Joker is still practicing coronavirus before the oh coronavirus my... even happened. He was ahead of he, used... <laughs> he had a mask on? Wow. Right. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He had the mask, yeah, he had the hand sanitizer, yeah, he was man. ready to go. The only thing you didn't do I right was the social, distance, social distancing, distancing part, especially in Harvey. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. remember oh how close god. he was to Harvey? Yeah. Though. It was more than six weeks. <laughs> oh my god, less than six. But yeah. 
But our that scene too, like when he blew but, up, he was trying to blow at the hospital. That was um, the explosions didn't go off right. Right, it was a delay. Right, yeah. and that was like an improv thing. Right. Oh, that part made is. me laugh in the theaters. As a matter of fact, that yeah. scene still makes me laugh. Walked out calmly, like oh well, oh well, <laughs> oh well. And I thought that part of the scene, <laughs> and then. <laughs> And then him trying to blow it up and everything. He's over there <laughs> hopping up and down and everything. I'm like, yes, this is just like the yes. Joker. This is everything I wanted. <laughs> and also, too, it's not about the message. It's a, it's not about the yeah. money. It's about sending a message. Mm-hmm. With the burning of the money, like me you mentioned. Too. I love that scene. And then also, too, you actually see Bruce Wayne actually do detective stuff without his Batman yeah. suit on during the daytime. Yeah. Which is something we haven't seen before, other than the fact that when Michael Keaton mm-hmm. is actually sitting in the Batcave and everything, yeah. that's about it. But you never see him actually do a full detective work, other than him working in the Batcave and maybe a little bit whenever he was in 1989's Joker, mm-hmm. whenever he actually sees Joker mm-hmm. out on the street. But other than that, though, you don't actually get to see him out front and center mm-hmm. like that, yeah, like you did with yeah. the Dark Knight. I- I did like the fact that they gave Christian Bale, I think, a little bit more to do outside of just being a playboy or whatever he was doing as Bruce Wayne. You kind of saw right. him and all the all of the things he had at his disposal trying to figure out how do I deal with something like this, which is why I go back to the Alfred scene, because Alfred just had to break it down and like basically do he is crazy. And if you want to go get him, you're going to have exactly. to learn the cars down to get to him. Yeah, that's what Because he's crazy and he's not going to stop. Mm-hmm. Right. And another thing, too, is that Solonor thing that uh, Morgan Freeman made. And he used that as a way to get Joker. I thought that was actually pretty mm-hmm. neat about how they actually did that. And, you know, Morgan Freeman's <laughs> like, I don't want no part of this. <laughs> He goes, just push yeah. the button after yeah, I'm done. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Oh my god, yeah. But, but yeah, I, I really love The Dark Knight. I had the yeah, Dark Knight trilogy it. and That's everything. Good. Yeah, the, Blu-ray. You got the Blu-ray one? or Yeah, yeah, yeah that's the one I got. Heath Ledger, I mean, I, I really feel like playing that character really got so deep in his soul. Mm that, you know, that that may have been, you know, part of the reason of what happened to him later. The final push. Yeah, yeah. and I hated that. Right. I loved his yeah, I did too. I, I loved him in the Patriot. Same. And I loved him in um, Brokeback Mountain. Mm. And I just hate that. I just hate that he's gone. But, um, but he does. I like him in sure. 10 Things I Hate About You. Yeah, that's that's where I, I remember him. Too. In the night. Um, I think that's oh, Night's Tale. And, yeah. yeah. Night's Tale. But, you know, I was, I was just, you know, but, he deserved that Oscar that he got because he really, you know, I think like you all were talking about the Joker with Joaquin. The best people who play Jokers are the ones that you can feel that menace right up under the surface. Yeah, you know, and it sounds like Washington exactly. Phoenix Joker was like that. 
But yeah, we still have a watch on Joaquin. But he Ledger, oh my God, he went deep into <laughs> mm-hmm. that. You could tell he pretty much possessed Joker, and that's a scary place to be. Yeah, and it, and even now he's it still definitely is pop culture. That particular Joker, like everybody, oh, yeah. kind of builds up. Like okay, he's Ledger, number one Joker. You know, um, yeah, mm-hmm. he was everywhere. Him being one. That's what people say. They like uh, number like one. But, That's what I say. I, I like season Romero. To me, oh. <laughs> to, <laughs> you see, for me, I like. <laughs> you see, here's the thing with me, with Joaquin and Heath, yeah. they're running a close tie. Really? Like I can't. They they well, run a, yeah they run a tie joke, for me. So she, like I can't. You don't know yet. Nah, I don't how know crazy yet. it got. That's why I'm like what. Yeah, I don't know how crazy it got. <laughs> but this, but uh, this is what I'm gonna do. Mark where you're at for okay, your list, seven. and I'm gonna. St- okay, and what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna okay. actually stop the podcast right here, and then I'm gonna go on ahead and call you guys and send out another invite, and we'll, okay. Oh, okay. And we'll do the rest of the list. Yeah. Okay. So totally. before it actually cuts off. All right. All right. Oh, all right. Bye. All right. Bye. Hello. Hey guys. Hey. Sorry about that. Um, technical difficulties. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. Uh, so yeah, Dark Knight Rises is my okay. number six. I believe we're on. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I like Dark Knight Rises. Um, even though Bane, um, and slash Tom Hardy, his voice was more Sean Connery. And that was kind of bothering me throughout the whole movie. I was like, why does he have to sound Scottish? But anyway, um, I like the concept <laughs> of... Frankie's had that big old breathing thing on his face. Yeah. Right. There's no excuse. Anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like the concept in it. Um, like, the rich are getting richer and the poor are getting poorer. Let's put the rich on trial. Like that right. concept is why I like the movie. Not that I want to, you know, put the rich on trial because you know, whatever. Um, I just like the politics that were in it. It, I don't know. It kind of drew me. You know, it kind of made me kind of root for Bane, which I don't know what's wrong with me. That room for Joker and now room for Bane. Minus <laughs> me, like you know, when Bruce had to be in that dungeon. Right, and he broke his back, and he had to learn how to just recover and heal himself and whatever. Anyway, it had a lot right. of good things in it um, that I enjoyed. And I remember when that movie came out, you know, it got mixed reviews. Um, but when it came out, um, and I went to Dragon Con that year, there was this girl. And she was dressed up as Bane with the mask on and everything. And she was going to ask a question at the Power Ranger panel. I went to the Power Ranger panel, I think. And she was like, um, like, we were like, can you take the mask off? We can't hear you. Oh, and she's like, hold on. Uh, 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 I'm sorry. Uh, 
I was like, girl, come on. You cannot talk with that mask on. She sounded like Christian Bale Batman. Mm. But anyway, that's why I like the movie. Oh. Um, Dark Knight Rises was it was okay because I guess it coming from the Heath Ledger, it just to me it didn't have that same snap. Um oh. it didn't have that same snap as the one with Heath Ledger in it. And um you know, so it just seemed like, you know, I don't know. It was, I hate to say it, it was almost forgettable. I, you know, the woman who was the, end up being the, uh, the villain, she was like forgettable. That part was confusing. Yeah. Well, I knew who she was. Yeah. I knew, I knew where they were going with it because she, because of Natal Agul. Yeah, because that's Raja actually supposed Goo's to be Raja Goo's daughter. Daughter, yeah. But you know, I actually, I actually have to say, I did enjoy her character more than I did Bane. Whoa. Mm. Well, I didn't, but... I didn't enjoy Bane or her. So, <laughs> well, but... at least we know where you stand. <laughs> <laughs> I've always said this, and I'm probably gonna get probably get a lot of heat for this. But I always thought the Dark Knight Rises was like the weakest out of the Christopher Nolan trilogy. Oh, fan mail down the and and another go. thing too. I've tried, I've tried over and over and over again, trying to watch this on Blu-ray <laughs> after I ended up seeing this in the movie theater. I just can't sit through the movie. Mm, no matter no. what I do, no, I just can't do it. I was one and done. I mean, I think I saw it once, and I knew I'm like, yeah, I'm done with this. I'm not. I'm not gonna just keep watching it. It just, it was such a letdown from the Heath Ledger one, and I was just like, uh, okay, you know. I just like the themes of what Bang was trying to do, but it, it's not. Uh, it doesn't hold up to um, Dark Knight, but I just like the themes that were in it and the politics. Mm. That's about it. Yeah, it was the weakest one of the three. I'm just, uh, and how was. beefy Tom Hardy looked. Mm. He, had but, that, he had that big old respirator on his face. I, I was actually, ah, I'm gonna be honest with you. I was let, <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you. I was let down with the way he looked. Yeah, mm. I was because I was looking for the venom, I was looking for that. Yeah, and I understand we're talking about realism and how great the films was. But, you know, I was expecting Tom Hardy with the whole entire thing with with that. And I didn't get that. And I was yes. let down completely with that. And then there was also the Jason Gordon Lovitz thing where it's like, oh, my God, did you see that? He said Robin. I said, that's not Robin. Yeah, that part is confusing. Yeah, I was, yeah every time I It's see a tip him. of the hat. It's just a tip of the hat, a little nod to Robin. And that's it. Mm. Yeah, it, I don't know why, but every time I see J- what's his name, Gordon Levis or whatever, mm-hmm. I'm always like, oh, it just I have I just cringe inside because I'm like, what? oh my god, oh no, what about Inception? He gets on my nerves. What's he get on your nerves? Yeah, oh, I love oh, no. Inception. I liked him in Inception. Poor Jordan. Oh no, he wasn't horrible, but you she know, said I, him as a person, I come with the baggage <laughs> of Lupu and all those garbage. Ah! Shit. 
Joseph Gordon Levitt or Levitt Gordon. Well, what about when he was on uh, 30 Rock from the Sun? Is that the only time you liked him? Oh, he was on Third Rock yeah, from the Sun? Yeah, he was the little boy. Oh, <laughs> Third Rock from the okay. Sun was one of my favorites. He's been redeemed. No, he's not. He's oh. redeemed for Uh-oh. nothing. Well, I tried, but Joseph. But Dark Knight was one of my was the weakest of the of that trilogy. Oh yeah, and I almost forgot what the name was in it too. Who Trying to be Catwoman. What was that? Oh yeah. Uh, what's that chick name? Oh, she's annoying. Holly Berry. No, John. She's annoying with the dark hair. Oh, the oh, stuck up one. She played in the Princess series. Wasn't it Princess Diary? Uh, like Anne, like Annie Hathaway. Yeah, Anne Hathaway. Anne Hathaway. Yeah. Oh, great. Name? Oh. Like, oh, God. Really? Is she in here? Yeah. I liked her in that. I liked her as Maybe Catwoman. wasn't oh, as dude. powerful as um, Michelle Pfeiffer and um, Michael Keaton. Well, that's what she had to live up to was Michelle Pfeiffer. And I'm like, she totally fell flat. Mm-hmm. And we ain't gonna talk about that Halle Berry Catwoman. Which I don't no. even know what that was. I saw. I was like, what just like we're not gonna talk about Halle Berry Storm. <laughs> oh God, let's not. Mm. Let's not talk about it. Moving on. Who next? Who's that? Who's next? You did. Oh, I'm, oh yeah. You next? Who's next? Who next? Is John next? John, are you next? No, I let's think I'm next. Right? You next? Who oh, next? <laughs> What number Just are we on? Confused. I'm sorry. Uh, what, six? Six. Okay, so what was your number six, Ladesha? My number six is V for Vendetta. You stole my answer. Okay. I just, V for Vendetta. Can you believe crazy... that? She stole my answer. <laughs> uh-uh. That was some crazy mess. I was just like, what in the world? Because I did not read the comic I book. And. You know, of course, Hugo Black was awesome. Not Hugo Black. And then, no, Hugo um, Black or Hugo Weaver. We- Weaver. Yeah. He was great in it. And um, and what's the name was, too. She was pretty good. But, it, you know, you just have to... Uh, Natalie Portman. Natalie Portman, yeah. You just have to suspend reality because it was going to be like a political movie. But it just told it in a way that was total chaos and crazy. Mm-hmm. You just Definitely. like, but you could see it happening, which is why you know they cosplay V for Vendetta so much because you know when you think about it, society is on a razor's edge all the time for revolution. If certain things go certain ways, people will go out in the street and act crazy. What didn't they um, adopt those masks during the Wall Street? Yeah, I think for the Occupy Wall Street, they did. Yeah, yeah. So you yeah. know how powerful that movie, yeah, the impact it had that they used in an actual political event. Well, I think it's for almost any protest, they adopt that mask. Yeah, they still do it. Yeah, mm-hmm. Guy Fox. Yeah, but that was a very good movie. Very it good. Deep. It was. I thought best. it was very well directed yeah. and very well put together. Yeah, mm-hmm. and. I really love the whole entire aspect of you never um, of the whole entire thing with the whole whole thing with V for Vendetta. 
I mean, it's actually one of my favorite DC movies and everything. I just mm. didn't put it on there or whatever, but I definitely love it. If you actually think about it, it's actually a pretty good comic book adaptation with some political stuff too. So it's actually a political drama mixed in with some action action as well mm-hmm. for it to be a comic book movie, kind of like what The Watchmen is. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, in that vein. So I really like that range. Never mind, my thought escaped me. Go mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. You said go on. Mm-hmm. So John is at the point, so he is number five. Boom, you the man, John. Yep. Okay, so number five is Wonder Woman. Oh, you stole man. my other answer. Gee, y'all just stealing all my answers. Uh oh. Well, you know, you can always go in and then collaborate. Uh-huh. <laughs> I like John. I do my best. You know, mm-hmm. but. I said this on with Wonder Meg and everything, so I will say it again. I thought that this was a great introduction into Wonder Woman and who she is as a character yeah. and the fact that she actually represents women and the way that they actually need to be represented in. And also, too, this is actually our first time seeing Wonder Woman on the big screen and the way that Gal Gadot actually carries herself as Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. I really love that. That yeah. sass. Yeah. And then also, too... What I loved about her was the fact that, you know, when she gets her butt knocked down by Doomsday and Batman versus Superman, she has that little smirk on her face. Mm-hmm. I'm yep. like, oh, yeah, I, lo- I love it. Yes. And then with this, with the mythology, the Greek mythology behind this thing, where they're finding out. I love the fact that they actually put her in World War One, mm-hmm. where she's actually trying to understand our world and our culture and the way that we actually do things. And also, too, the humor in this movie, too, that is something that I really like because mm. of the fact that she's trying to understand our world. She doesn't understand what a secretary is. She thinks the secretary is a slave. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I, I really thought that was actually pretty interesting. And then also, too, when we actually see her on Wonder Woman Island for the very first time and her trying to understand who she is and where she comes from, I like the fact that we actually have a character where she doesn't even know that much about herself. And then also, too, we also have her, the mother telling her the story of how she became who she is. Yeah. And telling it through the eyes of her as a child. Yeah. So yeah. I love that. I know. And, and when she kicks it went in the dress because she's just not used to being that confined. Right. And she's like, I can't fight in this. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, she she tries to get a sword to go through the revolving door. Yeah, it's like, oh, this ain't gonna work. That's good. I mean, I love the one Wonder Woman the movie. They did such a good job. It was a redemption because DC mm-hmm. was like Marvel was kicking DC's butt at that time, and then Wonder Woman hit the map, and then that kind of brought it back to play. Yeah, exactly. We, we she's can, the one yeah she's the one that right. uh, saved the franchise basically her and Aquaman and Shazam right. to be honest mm-hmm. right because right then and there when they actually got Shazam in there and everything mm-hmm. we already knew right then and there that they're back on the money again yeah. they're actually hitting a hype again Yeah, and they're not concentrating on trying to compete with Marvel they're actually just trying to come out with the best comic book movies and give us a little groundwork and that's it. Finally, because yeah. I know they were trying to compete with Marvel with Batman, Superman, how they like DCU universe. 
Um, right. And then they had all the collages of all the characters, like how Marvel has this opening collage of yeah, characters. Yeah, I know. I was like, like what so are you strange. doing? You cannot yeah, compete. Right. Well, see, that was good. That was what was good about Wonder Woman. She wasn't competing. They just had a very good, solid movie. Yes. Like John right. said, Gal Gadot, she brought it. Mm-hmm. She really, you know, her physicality. And when I and when I think after the movie, I heard that she was um, in the Israeli army. Yeah, as a child. Yeah. yeah, and I was like, yeah, okay, now I understand why she was so physical with it. And of course, you know, I love Chris Pine. Captain Kirk mm-hmm. did his thing. Robin Wright was in there too. Yeah, Robin Wright was yep, good wow. in there. Captain Kurt was good in there. I like Robin. I like the it women on the island. They were all muscular. You know, yeah. like Robin Wright, she looks muscular anyway, yeah. but she, like, everybody looked really toned, like yeah. warriors. And then the scene where exactly. Wonder Woman jumps from the trenches and walks through. Oh, <laughs> I want to get to that too. Okay. John's because... favorite scene. That's John's favorite scene. Awesome. It's, one, it's actually one of my favorite scenes because. It's actually called No Man's Land, yeah. and I love the fact that it's like all these men are afraid, and it's like, uh, what are you doing? I'm gonna walk across there, <laughs> and I love the fact that it's called No Man's Land, and here's a woman crossing a place called No Man's Land. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, okay, No Man's Land, okay, well, I'm a woman, I'm gonna do this this way, yeah, yeah. and then she led watch the charge, me. and they were like, oh, she can do it, I can do it, like, let's get behind her then, yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But I like that she came to kick butt, and mm-hmm. that's what she did. Even though she had the wrong guy for Aries, right? Which mm-hmm. and yeah. and I love the fact too. It's like, why are you guys fighting? I don't get it. I don't. I don't understand. They're still fighting. Yeah. And it's like she did all this work, and I felt bad for her. And then all of a sudden, when that's revealed mm-hmm. to her about who Aries actually is. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a light switch going on. Okay, there he's just pulling the string, yeah, and everything because he is the god of chaos, pretty mm-hmm. much. When she got rid and, of him, he's it was still chaos, right? Mm-hmm. No, but another thing though that I like though, if you actually played the Batman, I'm not Batman, but the Justice League video game where they're fighting each other mm-hmm. of injustice that part with Ares made me fanboy because it actually had the armor it had oh. everything that I've been wanting from an Ares uh-huh. character and I'm over there just yes they finally got it right <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean it was that final scene was awesome with her fighting Ares and you know it was just a metaphor for you know evil is usually in places you don't expect you mm-hmm. know so um so she was you know when she started battling him and he was kicking up butt and stuff and then she realized like oh it's you know it's the love you know love is the power that's gonna you know that's gonna give me the strength to overcome you chaos you know right, right. so that that last scene was just awesome mm-hmm I and agree. her shoe game was on point too. I mean, her oh, her, her shoe her game. Wedges. Yeah, <laughs> when she was in, in the museum in the gallery, and she had on those high heel boots. 
I loved her outfit. Her outfits were on oh, point. Girl yeah. time. I loved her outfit. <laughs> it was like one outfit she had on. It was like white and then she had a cape. Yeah. I loved it. I want to walk into work like that. Well, I love that picture they took in World War II. She had that cape. Oh, I want suit. that too. Yeah. That looks so warm. Oh, like, man. Wow. <laughs> didn't, um, didn't what's her name have a cape like that? Um, um, Linda Carter? I think I so. Think I think she actually had a kick like that. Oh man, the Wonder Woman the TV show was outstanding. Yeah, it really was outstanding. Linda Carter was the bomb. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. I agree with you on that one hundred ten percent. Yeah, and Gal Gadot on Instagram painted her nails. What? So oh. I follow celebrities <laughs> on Instagram oh, to see what they do. <laughs> I like to give out random things celebrities do on Instagram oh, that match, that okay. match what we talking about. Okay. Enrica Vail bakes bread. They want me to check on Was them. Was naked? No, they, she did have a loaf of bread. Mm. That could be a metaphor. Yeah, so could. Do you have a shirt off? <laughs> no, the bread, the bread is the metaphor. The I want loaf see of him bread. baking bread with his shirt off. No, the loaf of bread is the <laughs> metaphor. Mm-hmm. Okay. We got that stuff. <laughs> anyway. Um, so uh so that was my number five. Okay. What's yours to make up? Oh yeah, me? Yes. It yeah. Was, I like Wonder Woman too. I mean, I pretty much said everything about it. <laughs> so that was your number five? Yeah. Okay. So what was yours, Ladisha? Was my number five because I just like the way uh, Jason Momoa pr- portrayed him. You just like the way he looked. I sure do. He went. You yeah. and my you and my supervisor. <laughs> yeah. I gave her a poster Aquaman. It's mm-hmm. up in her office. Yes, and the way he slinged back his hair <laughs> when he came on that submarine with them tight pants. <laughs> oh, <my goodness. laughs> That was very good, but it was a good movie. I mean, I like Nicole Kidman again. I mm-hmm. like the way she was, you know, the mom and how she built this life with, right. um, with um, I guess it's land dweller. I don't know, I forgot what they call him, but you know. And then that's how they had um, Aquaman, and she was so funny right. when she ate the fish. <laughs> And the dog looking at her like, oh my God. Oh, ain't Nick. Good God, woman. And then her fight scene when they tried to come and get her. That was awesome sauce. You know. Yeah. I agree because it just goes to show you the love of what a mother has for her kid. Like she will go all the way down to the depths, to the end to protect her kids. So. I mean, it it was just, I just thought it was a good movie. I did not expect it to be that good because Aquaman is kind of hard to, because everything is underwater. I was thinking it was going to be tough for them to translate that. Right. I can understand that because, you know, there's a, there's a lot of people that was actually afraid of that yeah. too, about how James Wan was actually going to capture mm-hmm. that. Yeah. You know, and... You know, it has a lot of that nineteen, uh, not nineteen fifty-two, um, that new fifty-two yeah. flavor to it. Mm-hmm. And I love the fact that they're actually using stuff from the new fifty-two to actually uh, be a part of that world, yeah. because I wanted them to actually incorporate uh, the new fifty-two and and also add some stuff that's actually a little bit different from the new new fifty-two, 
but everything with the trenches, with the uh, <laughs> yeah. horrified look oh, of the yeah. trenches, is everything straight up from the new oh, 52. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, kind of trenches look so, awful. Yeah, that's actually how it is oh. in the comic book. And I'm glad James Wan was a- able to give us that horror flavor to it, because you actually did need to have yeah. that flavor, horror flavor to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. You, you definitely needed that, but I was glad when he got through the trenches, because that prepared him to get to the place where he could get that staff. Yeah. And boy, when right. he came out that cave with that staff in that with gold outfit, I was like, oh my God. Yeah, women got wet. He's rocking the gold, <laughs> the gold and the green. I'm like, uh-oh. Mm-hmm. That was a nice, I love that scene. Lisa Bonet is one lucky woman. She really is. Mm-hmm. I'm like, man, she is lucky. Mm-hmm. I mean, that we know of. He's probably a pain to live right. with. Yeah. Every man <laughs> is a pain to live with. But... Well, I'm sure Jason is getting himself into stuff that he doesn't need to be getting himself into. <laughs> well, I see him on Instagram a Knowing lot. him. So he's on there like too much. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's all right. He he chilling. So <laughs> I didn't like Aquaman some parts of it. Um I think it was a part where it was kinda like a musical. It had some type of musical aspect to it. What musical? It was they were in some place looked like Greece or something. Greece. And he was with the woman. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. There was like a certain song or something yeah, that came in the on. background. I was like, "What is this?" Mm. And that kind of took me out of the movie a little bit. But I only like the underwater parts. Strangely, <laughs> I like oh underwater. <laughs> but you know what though? I love the part with the Pinocchio thing. Oh, there's a book. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, very Disney. Very that was Disney. funny. <laughs> but. uh is there anything else that you want to add to that, um, Lydia? No, I just, you know, I think that was pretty much um, why I liked it. And, of course, the underwater scenes were okay. the bomb, so. Okay. So, and do you have anything else to add to me, No, I just thought there were some parts I didn't like, some parts I liked. Okay. Okay. So, I'm going to go with my number four. And as Batman versus Superman, the extended cut. Mm, interesting. And I'm not doing the theatrical no. cut because I did not <laughs> like the theatrical cut. Different cut. No. So, you know, if like I told, like whenever I did my first review, I said of the the of the extended cut, I said if I was able to actually put this on the screen, I would actually give this a perfect review. But considering the fact that this is actually a extended cut that came out on Blu-ray. And everything, I can't give it a fresh, uh, a, f- a fresh uh, review on it. Yeah, yeah. Because what I've liked. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> no, no, no. no, no. Go, go on ahead. Well, the reason why I love the Batman versus Superman extended cut because of the fact that it actually explains everything that you need to know and explain too, because it goes into a lot more deeper stuff. It even has that whole entire. Uh, Bat- the Dark Knight Returns kind of flavor from the comic books, from the uh, yeah, from the comic book, which is something that I really love. And not only that, but I still remember geeking out over at the Comic Con and everything when they actually read the quote from that comic where it says, 
I want you to remember, Clark, in all the years to come, in your most private moments, I want you to remember my hand mm. at your throat. I want you to remember the person that that beat you. Mm. And I had goosebumps with them actually reading that out loud from wow. that comic. From the Frank oh, yeah. Miller comic. And I was like, I hope, I, and I wanted them to actually put that in there. Because instead of them having that Martha moment, I wanted him to actually say that to Clark. That would have been a perfect moment to actually have that mention. The only thing I remember, do you bleed? But there's actually a Martha part where it's like, you have to say Martha. And Martha was actually the same oh, yeah, mother yeah, that, that yeah. yeah. To me, I think that would have been a lot better than having uh, that part, but I understand why they actually had it. Because it, it, because here's the thing, you actually have to have a reason for them to actually be yeah. friends yeah. with each other. So that was a way to actually tie it in and everything. It's just that I wish that they would have actually battled it mm-hmm. out a lot longer. Matter of fact, I, I, matter of fact, I was just talking about on the interview that you know maybe they should have just went on ahead and just duked it out and then have Justice League having the beef between the two of them still, and then um, after that happens and everything, they make up in the in the mm. Justice League movie. Yeah, I think that would have been better. But, mm-hmm. but they actually explained the mother boxes better in Batman versus Superman. Yeah, they the cut. Yeah. Sorry. They also <laughs> no no it's okay. They also explain the motivation behind Lex Luthor and the also the craziness that goes inside of him as well. So I wish that they would have actually kept that in there. It just goes to show you how many people, how many chefs are in the kitchen when it came down mm-hmm. to making this movie. You know, and I I really enjoy the Batman versus Superman extended cut yeah. over the theatrical cut. Yeah, maybe I would have enjoyed it if I had seen that cut, but I just saw it in the theater and I just didn't care for it. I mean, I wasn't buying into Batman and Superman, the way they created this alleged beef. And I'm just like, nah. I mean, they could have came up with something a little bit better than that. Um, I thought that it was kind of cheesy to bring Michael Shannon back as just a little cor- as a corpse. I'm like, that's so right. cheesy. You could have just brought him back. You should have just kept him alive. You know? Mm. And yeah, but, to make Doomsday. Yeah. Um, I didn't care for um the guy who played Lace Luthor. I was just about to say Jesse Eisenberg. I didn't yeah. He I was didn't. so annoying. Yeah. He was. He was very And then annoying. he had that weird <laughs> scene where he put like a lollipop in the other guy's mouth. Jolly Rancher. Jolly Rancher. And I was <laughs> like, ooh, what kind of movie is this? <laughs> I know. I was like, <laughs> right. <laughs> This not this. I like maybe I should walk. Well, not now because you know it's quarantine. Yeah. It's okay. COVID nineteen. Can't yeah. just walk right. up and pop Jolly Ranchers in people's mouths. Uh, um, no. And then Henry Cavill but, just moping around in yeah. the bathtub. Yeah, I'm like, what is he doing? Like, I didn't even know he took baths. I didn't know Superman took a bath. Well, yeah, I'm sure he does. He won't be funky, but can he just like, fly up? He's just kind of moping around and stuff, and you know, and then I didn't buy that he didn't, that he could not see that there was a bomb or here. Yeah. In Congress. 
yeah see or hear it i'm like i don't i ain't buying that no that didn't make sense yeah it didn't make no sense at all to me because he could like, see through anything well if his leg he can't see through it but like john <clears throat> said he should have been able to hear it mm. right but another thing too was i remember when they were talking about it it was like i'm thinking that he, that he was just going into the building and not maybe he had something going on to where he wasn't focused on anything he was just trying to make a point on why he's there and showing his vulnerability but even in his most unfocused time i feel like superman would have heard something yeah and it's like there is no way on any universe that batman can be superman Uh oh that's controversy well, I mean, <laughs> other than the kryptonite—that's the only way he that he needs could a, actually... a whole bunch of kryptonite to get to Superman. Well, that's exactly why they had him in the gloves and everything else yeah. in the comic book. Mm, yeah, I, I was just like, uh, if he had the right tools, it's like uh, versus a, a god-like figure mm-hmm. fighting a human, but you gotta have the right tools. Yeah. Now I liked um being at Flag as Bruce, as Bruce mm-hmm. Wayne. I did like Same. him. I liked the way he portrayed everything. Um, you know, I really wish they had let him direct uh mm-hmm. Affleck because he is so awesome. Well, he was gonna do They should have let him do it. I mean, I think he would have been better than what I got. Mm-hmm. Well, don't forget too that was also not Zack Snyder's fault with the way that went, because his daughter yeah. committed suicide, and then they got um, his uh, D- Joss Whedon to come in and step in and demolish everything that. Yeah, it was did. a it was like a Marvel DC movie. There's like a little bit of right. Avengers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it just didn't flow right. It just didn't. No. It didn't feel right with a Batman no. universe it, it or a DC universe. Right, and I think even when Zack Snyder had his hands on Batman versus Superman, that just it, it just didn't it didn't flow as good as Man of Steel flowed. It was I just saw too many right. gaps. I'm like, yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah, he was starting to lose focus. Not to knock anything off, his daughter committing suicide. No, that's horrible. Yeah, that is. When he was um, in uh, Batman versus Superman, it felt like he was kind of losing his focus or trying to fill in the gaps or leave gaps maybe to open up into um, yeah. Justice League. or yeah. But it didn't really, I don't know, it didn't really flow right. Because I felt like they should have did Man of Steel 2. Ah, uh, yes. Established Henry I was waiting for it. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then did a standalone Batman. Yes. Then once these people are established, then I can go into Batman versus Superman because naturally there's tension. Yeah. Like that... in the Superman right. animated series, when what is it? World's World's Finest? But, oh, yeah. You yeah. know how why so much tension. I mean, that cartoon was an excellent way of showing the tension between Superman and Batman. Yeah, you can pull from that. Yeah, right. pull from that. It's okay to pull from animated series. Pull from Bruce Tim. It, mm-hmm. It's perfectly fine. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I can, I understand why they didn't go that route because everybody's like, oh, you're copying oh. Marvel. Well, they are. And everything. Yeah, they so, are. 
Well, I'm talking about like copying a Marvel as far as doing standalone films mm. first and then do a team up. You'll be get, you'll be getting those kind of fans who are like, well, you're just copying uh, the Marvel. Yeah, film. but I think that Henry Cavill needed to be established a little bit more. He needed to do more Superman stuff. Right. And then we could really see him as Superman. That, and I need to see Batman doing Batman stuff. Yeah. And then we could right. like, oh, okay, we can see these two with these two egos going at it. Yeah, it's like, let's work with, let's, okay, Marvel's doing the standalones, right? So we're just gonna take their formula and remix it into our own. Like it, like you said, it would have made more sense. Right. Not that like one Superman movie, boom, I throw you in with Batman, Superman. You're like, why are you guys fighting? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you got like a little bit of Wonder Woman and how they introduced everybody was just bizarre. I liked how they introduced everybody to me. What was bizarre? I like plus I liked how they introduced Wonder Woman and I liked her sass whenever Bruce is doing his thing when he's trying <laughs> to impress women. Especially when yeah. we're at that museum. Because well, you know that's not the real <laughs> sword. I, I you know, I you know, the real sword is da 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 because I know. <laughs> oh it's a fake. And I'm like yeah, that yeah, is that Wonder Woman. Her. That was her. I mean Gal Gadet really caught your attention in this movie. Because you right. knew you were like, okay, she's not to be played with. No, no, right. And she can take them too. So, mm-hmm. uh, I get, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so let's see here. That was okay. my number four. So, what's okay? What number uh, is everybody four up to? for me now? Oh, I'm up to four now. Yeah, okay. you go to four now. Uh, I say Shazam. Okay, that's actually my number oh, okay. two. Cool. Yeah, so. um, it's really great. I really love it. Mm-hmm. The concept of a a kid possessing magical powers to be an adult. Mm-hmm. It's like what well, we always wanted to be. You mm-hmm. know, like oh, oh, I always wanted to be a bit muscular superhero. Um. So yeah, um, I I think I got confused with it, John. For um, what's the one with Shaq Kazam? Uh, oh, don't feel bad. <laughs> like when I was doing my Shaq the, the Kazam, re- <laughs> don't feel bad. When I was doing my Kazam review, well, Kazam review, I was actually getting yeah. mixed up to the point where I actually had to do five or six different takes. Because of the fact that I got them mixed Man, up. Yeah, that was, I was like, because Shazam, okay. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I <laughs> I don't know why for some reason I wasn't feeling the trailer. But then when I saw the movie, I was like, oh, okay, this is pretty cool. And I like how everyone got, you, you got to share the superhero um, scenes with everyone. You know, it's kind of like Avengers, but it was his family. Exactly. Uh, right exactly and we're I'm wondering too like in the movie I'm like well where's the rest of the gods at that were supposed yeah. to be sitting there with him yeah you know so I'm like it, is this guy just one, uh, one person who had a family before that or what's going on and I'm glad that they actually went into that kind of perspective but not only that but it also has a big mm-hmm. kind of yeah, vibe yeah. Yep. from t- 
And I love that little bit of that. And then it doesn't start off like a normal happy uh, superhero movie. It starts off where we actually mm-hmm. see the villain. If you think about it. Because when we see the villain and everything, he's just a little kid. And there's this god that's looking for this uh, this one person who's charismatic, mm-hmm. who cares about people, who wants to help people. And then he just turns him away because he ended up mm-hmm. looking at this other mm-hmm. artifact. And it was actually part of the seven mm, deadly sins. Yeah. And I like that aspect to that, that mythology to it. There's that mythology again, like they, that we had for Wonder Woman. I yeah. like when they put mythology. So the was it is it is mythology too in um Oh yeah, in Marvel. But I just like when they incorporated in the superheroes right. in general. Mm-hmm. Same. Same here. And you know, I thought that this movie was really good. Zachary Levi mm-hmm. does a fantastic job. The kid from It does a fantastic yeah. job as playing the little kid that uh, that's handicapped. Then we also have the one of the guys from mm-hmm. The Walking Dead in this movie too. Oh, playing the foster parent. yeah, that's right. So I actually liked the characters. I liked what they were doing. They're relatable, mm-hmm. you know. And it's also a lighthearted yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. I'll go ahead because. No, I, no, no, no. Go ahead. Them because I like just watching, uh, like you said, the big part of it, watching a little kid navigate a grown man's body. And it's a grown, man by, a grown man's body that can do a whole lot of different superpowers. And, and of course, right. you know, and I like the fact that they didn't sugarcoat it. They let it get to his head. I mean, he's what, 13 or something? And of course, it's, he's going to let right. that get to his head. I mean, you know, he's going to want to be popular and that's going to alienate his friends, his friend and all that stuff. So I was right. glad that that they had showed that part of his showing off, alienated the one person who was there for him. Yeah. Yeah. Was there for him. Right. And I love the part, too, when they actually yeah. get oh, yeah. together. <laughs> it's like, and then all of a sudden they don't like the bears and they come out with like Slim Jims, yeah. a Slurpees. Oh, <laughs> it's like, I thank know. you. Sorry about the window. Yeah. And it also incorporates like the um, with social media culture into it, you know, because his yep. friend was like filming him on his phone and then that upload to probably Facebook, one of YouTube. Yeah. YouTube. So that aspect was pretty yeah. modern to remember into the culture yeah. now. Exactly. I like that vibe that they actually did with that. They opened it up to other possibilities yes. of how superheroes can be filmed. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I also like the it was a small part, but um Megan Good's character, uh I was obsessed with her character because it's like a black superhero woman. For a brief time, I know she was part of an ensemble. I right. was like, "Whoa, okay." It kind of—I don't know—the little girl in there. It, I related to her, you know. It's like it's this little black girl, you know. She's meek and sweet, but then it's like, oh, she has that big. She gets that big part too, you know, like where she becomes a superhero, right? Um, but yeah. I, I don't know. Exactly. I, it was probably one of the first times I've seen a black 
superhero woman <laughs> on the screen. Um, so yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, I can understand how you attached. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, that was definitely nice. I mean, I definitely see Shazam again. It was just a fun. It was a fun movie. I like how you did. I walked out of the theater. Oh, going. I I walked out of the theater just feeling entertained. I did. I felt totally. Walked out of the theater. Walked out. I'm like, really? What? No, I'm not going to. No, that wouldn't make sense for me to yeah, say that no. since I said I, I mean, loved it. So, uh huh. But no, but I also like the part where Jack, where he uses his superpowers and it actually yeah, knocks yeah. the bus off the bridge. Because you see what I did? I saved those people, yeah, but you exactly. caused that. You to caused happen. that problem, but <laughs> so you don't get points for <laughs> saving yeah. the people. And then he. <laughs> He takes a mattress <laughs> and thinking that's gonna work. But I do have to say this: the he villain was, was a one-note he was very villain. Forgettable. Can't even remember. Yeah, right. No, you can't remember. <laughs> but <laughs> but it's a great introduction into what we're getting with. Um, yeah, not because with Shazam. No, Shazam. Shazam. Yeah, not yeah. Shazam's cousin. Shazam. <laughs> but, but okay. So number that was four. your. What was My what was your number? Four was um was Wonder no. Woman. So we already talked about that. Yeah. Okay. So now we're okay. on three. So we're gonna go with. Okay. Mm, well, three okay. was Man of Steel for me. So we already talked about that. So Mika, you on three? So. Oh boy. Um. Uh, I'm actually going to skip this one because I I have two that need to be at number one and two. Okay, so I'm past. Well, my like I'm playing Uno. Skip. Well, my number three is Batman 1989. Michael Keaton. Damn it! <laughs> All right, that's I'm my number one. <laughs> that that is my All right. number three because. It Tim Burton knocked that out the park. Jack Nicholson was the bomb. Prince brought it with um uh, with the soundtrack. Oh yeah. Um the soundtrack was on point and even Kim Basinger was good. Um Michael <sighs> Keaton was a total surprise because I you know, he's Mr. Mom. Yeah. And I just didn't think he would be a good Batman until he got in that suit. And I was like, yeah, okay. I was wrong. He the was only good. thing I did like about Kim Basinger's <laughs> character was she screamed a lot. And it was like a high-pitched scream. And I was like, oh, it's annoying. My ears. I think that was it part was of like, She was like, oh, no. <laughs> well, don't forget, during that time, though, women was actually marked as like not strong. Yeah. They were actually well, dazzling the stress. in the stress. So yeah. got on my nerves. I was like, oh, <laughs> I turned the volume down. I, I hear it now. Like, ooh. I felt like that was a tongue in cheek kind of thing Tim Burton was doing. Was making her scream like that. Because, I mean, the scream right. was annoying. It was stupid. It was always there. And I always felt like he was just kind of like, like, yeah, okay, you want dance in the street? Here she is. It's like a blow up doll. Yeah, no, like a voice box. Right. Okay, 
Well, another thing too is if I was falling off of oh, a just like bridge, that. I would be screaming too. Yeah, I mean, probably. I know. <laughs> probably uh, worse. I mean, it wasn't like it was pointless while she but... was screaming. No, some parts were like <laughs> right. she was trying to pop. She's like, oh. Oh, oh, she had like five screens in one scene. I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I do have to admit this the Batmobile yeah. scene with her in it, with her screaming yeah, a little like, bit, oh, that was a little annoying. <laughs> but yeah, Batman did knock her out. I know, that's why I think it was just Tim Burton just tongue in cheek, like, yeah, okay. You want Dale's in distress? Here she is. She screams every five minutes. <laughs> mm-hmm. I know. Right. Yes. Well, Jack right. Nicholson was. Oh. oh Lord, he brought it. That's my number one joker. He brought that menace that I'm talking about. Except I don't think his was right under the surface. His was just straight out there. Yeah. It's just, and... I'm just playing myself with makeup. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I felt like he was playing himself with makeup. Right. On. Exactly. I felt like he was playing himself, like as in he's playing mm-hmm. in the shining. Yeah. Ooh, he was just using, yeah, but the shining. Yeah, went deep. yeah. yeah. Right. wow, you blew my mind. Yeah, you went deep. Wow, <laughs> but <laughs> but you know, I really like that. As a matter of fact, I still have the black and white photos. Oh, that wow. Michael Keaton yeah, let's see, and everything, and the. I still have those. I have to find them, but I still have those pictures. My aunt knew that I was a big uh, mm-hmm. that I'm a big Batman fan back when I was little, mm-hmm. so she went on ahead and got those that for was me. Nice for her, best on ever. Wow, that was. And then my favorite part though is when we get when uh, Bruce goes, "You want to see nuts? nuts? Yeah, let's get nuts." <laughs> <laughs> and it, and for a split second, Michael Keaton he went did. full on yeah. Jack Nicholson. He, he went Birdman on that one. Yeah, Free I mean, bird, he, went, he went there. He went crazy. Yeah, right. I think he was just tired of, of, you know, straddling the fence, and he was like, "Okay, you want crazy? All right, let's go." And don't he forget, is, Batman is kind of nuts. Crazy to be I bad. mean, jumping out rooftops. But no, I like when the right. Joker pulled out that big gun out his pants. Oh <laughs> yeah, Batman was flying in. Oh and yeah, I like, this dude is crazy. <laughs> Oh, and then Lord, the scene yeah. in the church, uh-huh. <laughs> the church bell. Uh, Would you yeah. punch a guy with the, with glasses? Uh, <laughs> <man>. <laughs> I know. Like, no, what does that Jack have to Nicholson. do with they anything? Just, I feel like they just said, told Jack Nicholson, just say whatever you want. No, Jack Nicholson didn't have no lines. I think he just said whatever. Yeah, he's like, just, came just to his mind. Tim, like, whatever. Tim Burns, like, right. just say something. Just improv. Yeah. And I yeah. love his outfit. Ooh, me and too. Then the I want to see that Joker at Dragon Con. <laughs> you do see him at Dragon Con. Not, okay, well, not go ahead, often. Joe. No, okay. <laughs> but I do like another thing, though, too. Um, where he actually pretends that he knocked his teeth out. <laughs> and the <laughs> teeth are just yeah. clattering. Yeah. That was a perfect little thing. And then also, too, the oh, art gallery yeah, was my other all, favorite. It, yeah, then they play Party Man. With yeah, the Prince music. And then he came in. Yeah, dancing. Yep. Oh my gosh. I was like, this dude is crazy. <laughs> but, okay. That was so mine. That was, three. what number was yours? Mm. I was going okay, to Okay, what's your number three to make uh, um, oh, no. Or did you say? You, 
I I was, but I'm gonna briefly come back to it because I just thought of something. Mm. Oh, okay, this is gonna be a tough one. Okay, mm. so it is kind of sort of Suicide Squad, mm. only because there's aspects that are good in it. Um, there very few aspects that are good. I really do like the prisons, um, the whatever that was they were in. When they were in prison, and Amanda Wallace was describing each and every oh, yeah. one of them, like, um, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, part of Suicide Squad. Viola Davis. Yeah. yeah, I love her in general, so she drew me in. Right, right. Mm-hmm. I felt like it had potential, and then it went somewhere south, of course. Mm-hmm. But I also like, um, what's her name, Kara, right. Kara Devine, Divine, something like that. Yeah, I liked her as the, yeah. Um, uh, whatever. You know what I'm talking about, John. Mm. Thank you. Fill in the blank. Right, oh, I know what yeah. you're talking about. I said it was certain parts <laughs> that stuck out to me, like her as the witch, and then seeing her <laughs> come out of it, like, oh no, I'm, I'm no. possessed by this evil witch. Please help me. And then the guy's like, I love <laughs> you, but then I got to deal right. with this witch. Like that part is kind of creepy. Um, but yeah, that that was about it. Just little bits and pieces that kept me going with the movie. It wasn't the greatest movie, but I will put it on my number three. Mm, I for the most okay. part flushed this movie out of my brain. I don't blame. Um, the only part I liked was the Joker, <laughs> Jared Leto playing the Joker, uh-uh. mm, and nope, Will pass. Smith. And I mean, he wasn't great. Jared, but... I don't like so Jared Leto ghetto Joker. I'm like, okay, so first off, wow. what is going on? And it was this big thing, remember, John? People like Jared Leto is Joker. And then you saw like the first shots of him. You're like, maybe because he kind of crazy. Mm. But it was like, <laughs> is this like BET Joker? Mm. Like. What? Right, it's like a hockey goalie joker, like, or no, hey, uh, soccer goalie joker. Yo, yo, yo! Joker. I was like, it's basically is people this? Are... this is not my joker. Pass. But you know, in terms, but, but I would, but in terms of the movie and what popped, he did pop. Uh, he held my attention. I'm not saying he was the greatest right. joker I ever seen. He wasn't. But in, but I feel like a little bit more time if they actually gave yeah. us the more of the scenes, yeah, we might exactly. actually get to see. He's been, he been scratched from the face of the earth as Joker yeah. now. <laughs> but but now uh, the director is actually wanting to push out a Suicide Squad extended cut, even though there was already an extended cut. No. No. I'm like, okay, this does not excite mm-hmm. me at all. You already gave me one extended cut. And they said, well, this time it's actually the extended cut for <laughs> from David Ayer. I said, okay, so what was the first one? Yeah, what was the, the first, editing the first was a cut. big part of that in the writing. Like, mm-hmm. if there's sometimes extended cut, um, they put in, the extended cut has the best scenes, like Batman versus Superman. Or, yeah, mm-hmm. the cut, yeah. But it's like, Right. That person didn't have, right. um, couldn't edit right because you're taking out the good parts that can describe the movie and make it flow better. Right. But even with the extended cut that I have, mm. it didn't do anything to enhance my experience, yeah. which is no. what extended cut is supposed to do. 
It still felt choppy. It still felt like it was out of place. And now all of a sudden they said, oh, we're making, <laughs> I want to do an extended cut. Oh, like, well, you already gave us one extended cut. Is that from the studio's mm. extended cut? Or is that I, from I your extended cool cut? I was because I had, I saw the, um, the animated version of Suicide Squad. Ah, yes. Which was off the chain good. Mm-hmm, uh-huh. And so when I okay. got to the live action one, I'm like, yeah, no. Uh, like, I'm done. Like, that is not good. But the but the animated one of Suicide Squad was the bomb. Mm. I was just like, I'm I'm very disappointed in this. I didn't buy the girl as um Harley Quinn. Right. I'm not buying her as that. Mm. I forgot her name. Her um Margot Robbie. I like Margot Robbie. Was a, I thought she did good. First try out. But um, yeah, she was still trying to feel the character out as she as the movie was playing. You could tell. Well, hopefully, she's better right. in that Birds of Prey stuff. I was gonna talk about that. Uh, uh, but you uh, know, I just you know, I I was just like, I'm not buying her as Harley Quinn because I had seen Harley Quinn so much growing up. <laughs> in the animated series, so that's uh, what messes us up. <laughs> I know, and then you get you see her, and you get like, so used no. to her. You like what? Why she got booty shorts on? Well, now the booty shorts. It was just she kind of held something back. Well, yeah, uh, the booty shorts I is actually so. from the new Fifty Two. Like, um, she, she held something back, and Harley Quinn, you got to go full blown crazy because mm-hmm. she is crazy. Yeah. She's but she's smart very woman. smart. Very smart, very crazy. Right. Yeah, she's highly intelligent. She yeah. almost killed Batman. Yeah, she did. And, you know, and so she is dumb, but you can't hold anything back as an actor. You got to go all in on her. Just like when you're doing Joker, you got to go all in on Joker. Uh, right. Then you got to pull yourself back. So you want to go too far. Well, that between you and your therapist about how not to go over the edge. Right. <laughs> That is true. They do need therapy on these sets. Lots of it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, John, you running point. You're number two. All right, John, let's go. What? what? Well, no, I'm done. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh. It's well, all on you guys now. It's Superman 2. And I like Superman 2 because, you know, it just it showed the relationship between Lois um, and Clark and even and then I remember as a kid I was like no when he went into that booth that took out his power mm. I was like no don't do it right. especially when you knew Zod was running around mm. and that guy who played the original Zod in Superman 2 he was just he was a menace him and that, uh, and that one other woman I think she was Russian she sounded looked Russian but the three of them were just wreaking yeah. havoc. And I was like, dude, if you take your powers out, they're going to run this whole planet. So, you know, I it was just, you know, exactly. it was good. He was finally able to tell Lois his secret. And I like that romance and everything. But, you know. Um... And also, too, it also gave Clark yeah. knowing that he's how to what it's and, like to be human. Yeah, and also knowing that you just well. can't blend in and be human. You were given these superpowers for a reason. 
Exactly. And if you think he about was. it, he's kind of being yeah, a douche. Exactly. Kind of douchey mm-hmm. in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he being, was being selfish. He was being selfish. He just wanted to get with uh, get with Lois mm-hmm. and get his rocks off. And it's mm-hmm. like, nah, Most. man, you got to go save the planet because these three ain't playing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, right. But yeah, that is my number two. Right. Hmm. Okay. Um, What's your number two, Tamika? <laughs> yeah, my number two was Birds of Prey because mm-hmm. uh, I saw it. Um, I just saw okay. my coworker, and she does do go. She does give a little bit more in Birds of Prey. Um, I think she's starting to get the hang of Harley Quinn and who she is. Um, I feel like. The more movies she does, the more she would just go further and further, because it felt like she was just right. Almost, it almost was like her as a person was a slow burn. You know, it's like um, okay, so this is what not to do. This is what to do, and then in Birds of Prey, she just went full, just batshit, almost crazy. Um, but it captivated my attention right. because of. Uh, Basically, the whole movie is about her, but also these other women too. So it was like um, uh, all female superpower, girl power film that I liked. Um, some of the butthead um, <laughs> fans, male chauvinist fans, didn't like it. They're like, "That's too many women on the screen." <laughs> um, I didn't have an issue with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, yeah. me, I never have an yeah, issue with that. I, I don't know those people. Anyway, um, yeah, and I, I like the colors. It was just vibrant and fun, yet kind of crazy. And um, what's his name? Ewan McGregor as the villain. I was like, I'm creeped yeah. out. And I don't, uh, it's kind of like borderline for me, <laughs> you know. You see, for me, I didn't find him well, all that creepy just, or anything like that. It felt like he was a 15-year-old find- trapped in a sadistic man's body. Because when that when he <laughs> that girl was crying and he was going to let her go, and he was like, ew, is that a snot bubble? Oh, my gosh. Kill her now. Kill her. Kill her. Slit her throat. I was <laughs> like, what? So that kind of just wacky. Well, well, for me, I mean, it just didn't work out for me with that. It didn't work out for me with this the yeah. whole movie kind of feel to it. But I do like the action scenes yeah. on the way it was actually laid out. It was just the characterization mm. of the characters I didn't care for. But I do like the wide action shots in there, especially whenever she goes on ahead, crashes the truck into Ace. I like that. I love the uh, action sequences with her with her roller skates on and things like that. I love aspects to it, but I didn't love the movie like I wanted to. As a yeah, I, I really liked it. <laughs> uh, like I said, I, I think that she was right. she's starting to find a stride as Harley Quinn. Um, right. Because she I do she, agree with you on like that. Like was saying in the previous one, she felt like she was holding back. Um, she was given a little bit more mm. in Birds of Prey. And then you have all all the female cast coming together, like Black Canary. And then you got Rosie Perez in there. Right. 
Yeah, Huntress. Huntress. The other chick is just like chick power kicking men's butts um, <laughs> with pastel colors yet some kind of psychotic sadisticness um, mixed up into it. I'll right. see it on Netflix. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> What's your world? <laughs> Pay for it. Yes. <laughs> I like how you waited till I did all, right. all that. Like I just see on Netflix. Yeah, let's see. I gave my heart out <laughs> in that speech. Oh, okay, I see it on Netflix. So. Mm. And my number one was um is Superman so, with Christopher Reeve. Number one. Number one. The original. Mm-hmm. What every superhero movie is judged by is Christopher Reeve Superman. Mm-hmm. I mean. From start to finish, great origin story, Marlon Brando, yes. the hula hoops, yep. throwing these three clowns in the glass. Mm. I mean, it was just on point, on point, on point. And, you know, Christopher Reeve and, you know, Lois, the whole thing was, just, it was just done really well. Margot Kidder was so ballsy. I mean, she, I just love her. I mean, she was no nonsense. She would try to, you know, she was a New Yorker. Yeah. And that's what I liked about it. It was like, you know, right. it's a tough town. You got to, you know. Yeah, it was very New York. You got to toughen yourself up. Yeah, Superman was very New York. Uh, I forgot what she called Did she call him Kansas or, or Iowa or something, yeah. you know. But, um, and then Gene Hatman as Lex Luthor mm. was the bomb. Um, you know, and he he seemed like a bumbling idiot, but up under that, he could really, you know, come with some schemes and, mm. you know, and of course, Miss, um, what's it, Petaway? I don't forget, I forgot who, who played yep, her. Petaway. Yeah, but she, I liked I'm her like too. And of course, the, the epic when he, um, reversed time. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, when uh, Lois Lane died and he went in reverse time. Yeah. And I was just like, man, I remember as a kid seeing that, like, wow. Like, mm. he can fly fast enough to reverse time. <laughs> I wish I can reverse time on some things. And me too. Mm. Man, I wish I could go in the sky and fly mm. real fast. I reverse <laughs> a whole lot of crap. Mm. Dig. <laughs> Oprah. <laughs> Oprah session. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm. Sorry that yeah, we had to have an Oprah side note, mm. but okay, sorry. sorry. Yes, but it is it is the gold <laughs> standard. It is what every superhero movie is judged by. Man of Steel, all of it is all judged by Christopher Reeve. He was excellent. He is the quintessential Superman right. that everybody got to look up to. I don't think anything will surpass that. Mm-hmm. I don't. I just don't see it. I don't. I don't right. see anything that's gonna surpass that. And he had his guest appearance on Smallville too. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. Which right. is cool. That's fine. But everybody is up under that. It was just iconic. Mm-hmm. Totally. Mm-hmm. And my number one was Batman, right. which we talked so, about, nineteen eighty nine. Okay. All right. Well, I just want to say thank you for being on the show, y'all. It's always, always been a pleasure. John, and it's always a pleasure. Thank you for having us. Yes, yes. Anytime. 
you know, and uh, we're going to have to do this again sometime. I know that sometimes we usually <laughs> run into technical difficulties, it seems like. But yes, we do. We still get it done. We though, always you know? have fun. We still have Joy. fun. So, you're, yeah, you're a great host. Yes. Right. And I just want to apologize. Thank you. Appreciate it. I do want to say I'm sorry for the technical difficulties and everything. I, yeah, they do. These these things happen, but you know, but I do appreciate you guys being on yes, again. Yes, yes, John. You just name sometime. a topic, and I will um, so, try to talk about it if I have seen it. Even though Mika is educating me right. on all these movies, and I have I'll not try seen. to remember all my characters' names. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sounds good. All right. Well, guys, this is John from Movie Bye. Lunch Tonight. And until next time. Woo! <laughs> Bye. <laughs> and we're back. All right. Yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> part two. So. So well, yeah, where? Dark Knight Rises was great. Yeah. <laughs> so. Is that on your list? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I guess it's time for my number seven. Oh, yeah. Okay. And my number seven was Superman Returns. And I know that people did not like Brandon Roth as Superman Returns and Superman Returns. And I know that the storyline was pretty much probably almost frame for frame of Superman. But for some reason, this this movie really intrigues me. Every time it comes on TV, I have to stop what I'm doing and watching it. Because it was like everybody was trying so hard. They wanted so much for it to work and Kevin Spacey did a good job. The woman who played his his whatever, his sidekick, she did a pretty good job. And of course, you know, the little boy did a good job as his son. But I thought Brandon Brock did, I thought he did pretty good. I mean, I don't think he was awful. I think probably no. the plot was what people were like, oh, shoot. But I hate that he gets so much flack for it because I really thought his performance was pretty good. You know. Right. I don't blame Brandon Ralph for the way that no. you know that movie actually is. And like you said, you could definitely tell that the actors were actually trying. Yeah. So I don't blame the actors at all on that one. There is a such thing as being in a uh, having good actors and being in a bad movie. Yeah, yeah the writing. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Well, and it, it you know, wasn't even writing; it was copying Superman. Right. Exactly. Yeah. All we were seeing Plagiarism. was the same old. Well, think of it like this: it was like, okay, that's all these. All, that's all everybody knows is Superman lifting things, and that's what everybody was accustomed to. Yeah. So let's go on ahead and continue off the story of Gene Hackman and also Christopher Reeves' version and just recast, mm -hmm. basically. And don't forget, it's also been so many years since we actually saw Superman. This is actually the plot and everything. As a matter of fact, this is back when MySpace was still around. I actually had <laughs> faith in that. Now, get this. I actually mm -hmm. had faith in that film to where I actually turned my MySpace page into a Superman page. <laughs> and, you know, I had faith in that movie. And then all yeah. of a sudden I saw, like I saw it on DVD. I'm like, this is bad. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, <laughs> mm. 
this is like very bad, cheesy, bad. Not yeah. like cheesy in a good way. Yeah, you know I will I mean? tell you my favorite. I do have one scene that is good in that movie. It's when he's, I think it's when he is looking up below Earth. Oh yeah, that was. Oh, the Earth life, scenes. Right? Yeah, yeah, that was about the only thing. Yeah, when he's flying up and he's looking down on Earth. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that was good. That was really good. Mm-hmm. That was a good scene. Yeah, and you know, like you said, Kevin Spacey. Yeah, being playing Lex did a very, very, very good job. Yeah. Not only that, but I don't even know why one of the guys from White Castle was in this movie playing Lex Luthor's henchman. Yeah. That was him, one of the guys from White Castle. Yeah, it was. Uh, I forgot what his name was, but he was in that movie. Oh, and he didn't have any dialogue or anything, but he was just the henchman who was just there in the background. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it it was it was just an odd assortment of good performances, but like you said, it it wasn't stitched well. <laughs> it didn't stitch well together. But you know, and and some I think a lot of people were offended about the child. You know, and I wasn't offended by the child. I just thought that they could have brought it out more, added more depth to that, more layers, you know, because I thought that when he was in the hospital and I and I think she bent down and whispered in his ear, probably that the kid was his. And then next thing you know, he right. gone. I was like, oh, okay. So he's got to figure out like, what the, what do I do with it? It was like, then it just kind of was like, uh, all right. They they just it just wasn't done well, hmm. you know. It just wasn't done well at all on that point. And then we didn't even get to see a lot of the boy doing Superman stuff or Superboy stuff. Mm-hmm. I, right, I wanted to because see we already knew, right because we already knew that's what it was going to transition to yes. is, you know. And I love the little tip of the hat to that. And I could definitely tell that they were probably going to try and do that later on if this movie was actually a success. Yeah. yeah. But another thing I didn't like, I didn't like the whole Krypton, uh, Kryptonian Island. Oh my that God, did. that was so stupid. I was, I was just like, are you like, serious? Like I understood why they were doing it because it was like a tip of the hat to the Christopher Reeves version yeah. of where him and Lois would actually go. Yeah. and have alone time for themselves but it just didn't work it was actually forced it the was not woman that played Lois Lane I think that didn't help either she ain't like her mm-hmm. no ain't like that very flat she it was like she was just a little little kid mm-hmm. in grown woman shoes with a bad wig yeah especially when you know you you going from um Margot Ketter and then you see her you're like man what the? I'm like you. You gonna have to have a strong actress because Margot Kidder is no joke. Mm-mm. And what I got was a weak. She was just weak actress. I mean, she just her performance was not good at all. No. And I think that not at all. Yeah, and then it felt like Brandon Roth and even the guy who played a husband had to work overtime to kind of get her to make her look. To make her seem like, you know, like like they care. It it just felt like they were working hard with her, and I almost felt like she just didn't even care about that movie. Mm-hmm. Mm. Exactly. It was like, you know, 
I'm going to go back to the whole Batman uh, and Robin thing with Joe Schumacher. <laughs> None of them wanted to, yeah. Here's the thing. None of them wanted to be there on that set. None yeah. of them knew what they were doing. And they even admitted that on, on an interview. Like, I don't know. <laughs> you can actually go and look at it and do that. Go on ahead and look that up because they even tell you. He goes, uh, I don't even know what this movie's about. Wow. <laughs> and they act like And they don't too. even want... <laughs> right. Exactly. To try and sell the movie. It's bad when the actors and actresses don't want to help sell the movie. But with this scenario, though, I feel like, you know, the only ones that actually cared was Kevin Spacey and Brandon Ralph. Yeah. Yeah. I think they were the only one who cared. And it seemed like the lady who was playing Lois Lane, she had not she had not even just you know read the comics or mm-hmm. looked at the Christopher Reeves movie. She did memorizing lines. Yeah, she just memorized some lines and phoned it in, mm-hmm. and you know, and the way she, the way she approached, you know, Clark or or Superman, it was almost like, you know, like she could have been doing like the Notebook or something, like whatever, you know. Exactly. It's a, I mean, that's not to disparage the notebook because I love the notebook mm-hmm. and she didn't have no business being around the notebook. Mm. But I mean, <laughs> she just, she was just wooden. And it's very annoying when she's on the scene because I'm like, oh God, oh, the scene getting ready oh, to go down here. Kate Bosworth. Oh, that's her name, Kate Bosworth. Yeah. Man, she need to go on. Exactly. And it's like that she was just Kate. like, Sit down, Kate. Sit down. <laughs> it just seems like that she was like a paint by the numbers kind of Lois. Mm, yeah. Like no layers, nothing. It's like I just woke up out of bed reading lines. Yeah, no, like she could have been, you know, you could have had a character named Cindy or mm-hmm. a character named Sue, and she just would have said the same lines. Mm-hmm. Like, whatever. But you know, as opposed to Margot Kidder, like no, she, she you could tell she had a specific way she wanted Lois to act, mm-hmm. like a hard nosed journalist. Yeah, and yeah. I could not. Right, I, I, I agree. never bought her as a hard nosed journalist. I mean, she seemed like she was just, ugh, <laughs> journalist school. It's like she was just yeah. there. Yeah, like she was just there. Like Lois was just there for a paycheck and wasn't doing her job. Yeah, the like she just gave up on life. Yeah, Lois. I know. <laughs> they could have put Terry. Uh, what's her name? Terry Hatchett. Yeah, they could have brought Terry Hatchett. Yeah. Or I would have been yeah, okay, with, been okay that. with that. They had other actresses around too who would have been good. Mm-hmm. But yeah, right. I don't even know why they picked this woman. But what did what else did you like about this movie aside from you know yeah it's a, not that great of a movie but what else did you like about it? Um, I like the fact that it, I think because it tried to it tried to put a spin on it even though it did not work, but I think that was just a, a honest trying. These people, you know, they got messed up with the with the script. Whoever wrote it or tried to write it. But it's just that the actors were really trying to sell the one that played Lois. And, <laughs> you know, and everything else, it was almost like, you know, these people are putting on really good performances. If they had any help with the writing, I really think Superman Returns would have been pretty good. And the way it's exactly. dolled out, I just feel so bad for people on the project because, you know, it's 
to me, it shouldn't be dolled out the way it is. But, um, you know, and they shouldn't be, like, comparing it to Batman and Robin. It was not that horrible. And like you said, at the time, it was so much hope pent on this that every, I mean, I think I remember the movie theater was full, wasn't it? Yeah, we went to see it. Yeah, the first night, it was full. Everybody had all this optimism about it, but it wasn't the actors who let us down. It was the writers, but the actors are the ones that get Right. Except Kate Bosworth. No, she trashed. Right. She, no, let, us I mean, she, she let us down. Yeah, she let us down. Kate, you let us down. Yeah, and that whole <laughs> Kryptonite Island, that was just lazy. Lazy. That was that was lazy writing. It was it was writing. <laughs> it was it was definitely yeah. was lazy writing, and the, even the uh, yacht. Yes, was the writing. yacht was lazy writing, and it was like, ugh, <laughs> yeah. It's like, uh-uh. <laughs> uh-uh. <laughs> yeah. but yeah, it just makes me cringe just thinking about it. That's why I went, yeah, uh-huh. I know. I'm like, oh. Oh my god, man! Dude, I'm like, do we have to but, have this, this little island here? I mean, it's just stupid, you know. The writer that just what what killed right. it, but I I like it. I just like seeing the actors, Kate Bosworth. I like seeing all of them, and I really like Brandon Roth. He he really, I think he's probably the main reason I look at it. Mm. I don't blame you. That, yeah, he, he is, is a good he's actor. Very good. I yeah. like his Hallmark movies. They're very oh, nice. he's on Hallmark. I was gonna ask, where is he? <laughs> he plays on Legends on Tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he played the Adam. Oh, that CW. Yes. Oh, see, I don't look yep. at the CW app because it's garbage. So <laughs> oh, it yeah, it discourages me app. from watching any well, show. Okay, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Netflix. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> But okay, so what number are you on? We're on six. Uh, yeah, we're on six now. Yeah. Um, so John is is the point. So we on six. Okay. Okay. Cool. Mine was the Dark Knight. Oh, that was my number six. So we already talked about that. Okay. Now it's time for your number six. Okay. So now I'm gonna go back to the Dark Knight Rising. Because I like the, well, you know, aside from Tom Hardy's Sean Connery voice in the mask, um, and that the, no, Let's see here. <laughs> what number are we on? <laughs> okay, so what was your number six, Ladesha? Okay.
Definitely. I thought it was very well directed and very well put together. And I really love the whole entire aspect of you never um of the whole entire thing with the whole whole thing with V for Vendetta. I mean, it's actually one of my favorite DC movies and everything. I just didn't put it on there or whatever, but I definitely love it. If you actually think about it, it's actually a pretty good comic book adaptation with some political stuff too. So it's actually a political drama mixed in with some action action as well for it to be a comic book movie kind of like what the watchman is so so i really like that range <laughs> yep okay so number 5 is wonder woman <laughs> well, you know, you can always go in and then collaborate <laughs> with, you know, but I said this on what Wonder Meg and everything, so I will say it again. I thought that this was a great introduction into Wonder Woman and who she is as a character and the fact that she actually represents women and the way that they actually need to be represented in. And also, too... This is actually our first time seeing Wonder Woman on the big screen, and the way that Gal Gadot actually carries herself as Wonder Woman, I really love that. That sass. And then also, too, what I loved about her was the fact that, you know, when she gets her butt knocked down by Doomsday and Batman versus Superman, she has that little smirk on her face. I'm like, oh yeah, I, lo I love it. And then... With this, with the mythology, the Greek mythology behind this thing, where they're finding out, I love the fact that they actually put her in World War One, where she's actually trying to understand our world and our culture and the way that we actually do things. And also, too, the humor in this movie, too, that is something that I really like because of the fact that she's trying to understand our world. She doesn't understand what a secretary is, she thinks the secretary is a slave. And I, I really thought that was actually pretty interesting. And then also, too, when we actually see her on Wonder Woman Island for the very first time and her trying to understand who she is and where she comes from, I like the fact that we actually have a character where she doesn't even know that much about herself. And then also, too, we also have her the mother telling her the story of how she became who she is and telling it through the eyes of her as a child. So I love that. Right.
Exactly. She's the one. Right. 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 Because right then and there, when they actually got Shazam in there and everything, we already knew right then and there that they're back on the money again. They're actually hitting a hype again. And they're not concentrating on trying to compete with Marvel. They're actually just trying to come out with the best comic book movies and give us a little groundwork, and that's it. Right. 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 Yeah. Yep. Right. Exactly. Oh, I want to get to that too because it's one, it's actually one of my favorite scenes because it's actually called No Man's Land. And I love the fact that it's like all these men are afraid and it's like, uh, what are you doing? I'm going to walk across there. And I love the fact that it's called No Man's Land. And here's a woman crossing a place called No Man's Land. It's like, okay, No Man's Land. Okay, well, I'm a woman. I'm going to do this this way. Just watch me. <laughs> exactly. Right. And and I love the fact too it's like why are you guys fighting? I don't get it. I don't I don't understand. They're still fighting. And it's like she did all this work and I felt bad for her and then all of a sudden when that's revealed to her about who Ares actually is, you know, there's a light switch going on. Okay, there he's just pulling the strings and everything because he is the god of chaos pretty much. And right, no, but another thing though that I like though, if you actually played the Batman, I'm not Batman, but the Justice League video game where they're fighting each other of injustice, that part with Ares made me fanboy because it actually had the armor, it had everything that I've been wanting from an Ares character. And I'm over there just, yes, they finally got it right. (laughs) 
Right. Right. I agree. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think so. I think she actually had a cape like that. I agree with you on that 5. What's yours, Tamika? Yeah. So that was your number 5? Okay. So what was yours, Ladacia? <laughs> Right. Right. <laughs> I agree because it just goes to show you the love of a, what a mother has for a kid. Right. I can understand that because, you know, there's a, there's a lot of people that was actually afraid of that, too, about how James Wan was actually going to capture that. You know, and, you know, it has a lot of that 19, uh, not 1952, um, that new 52 flavor to it. 
And I love the fact that they're actually using stuff from the New 52 to actually uh, be a part of that world because I wanted them to actually incorporate uh, the New 52 and and also add some stuff that's actually a little bit different from the New New 52. But everything with the trenches, with the um, horrified look of the trenches, is everything straight up from the New 52. So... Yeah, that's actually how it is in the comic book. And I'm glad James Wan was able to give us that horror flavor to it, because you actually did need to have that flavor, horror flavor to it. Right. <laughs> right <laughs> well I'm sure Jason is getting himself into stuff that he doesn't need to be getting himself into knowing him So, <laughs> huh? Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. There was like a certain song or something that came on. <laughs> but you know what though I love the part with the Pinocchio thing oh there's a book <laughs> that was funny but uh, is there anything else that you want to add to that Ladisha okay okay so and do you have anything else to add, Tamika? Okay. Okay. So I'm going to go with my number four. And that is Batman versus Superman, the extended cut. And I'm not doing the theatrical cut because I did not like the theatrical cut. So, you know, if... Like I told, like whenever I did my first review, I said of the of the extended cut, I said if I was able to actually put this on the screen, I would actually give this a perfect review. But considering the fact that this is actually a extended cut that came out on Blu-ray and everything, I can't give it a fresh uh, a, a fresh uh, review on it. But what I liked, oh no no no, go on ahead. Well, the reason why I love the Batman versus Superman extended cut because of the fact that it actually explains everything that you need to know and explain too, because it goes into a lot more deeper stuff. It even has that whole entire uh, Bat the Dark Knight Returns kind of flavor 
from the comic books from the uh, from the comic book, which is something that I really love. And not only that, but I still remember geeking out over at the Comic Con and everything when they actually read the quote from that comic where it says, I want you to remember Clark and all the years to come in your most private moments. I want you to remember my hand at your throat. I want you to remember the person that, that beat you. And I had goosebumps with them actually reading that out loud from that comic from the Frank Miller comic. And I was like, I hope I, and I wanted them to actually put that in there because instead of them having that Martha moment, I wanted him to actually say that to Clark. That would have been a perfect moment to actually have that mentioned. But there's actually a Martha part where it's like, you have to say Martha. And Martha was actually the same mother that, to me, I think that would have been a lot better than having uh, that part, but I understand why they actually had it because it, it, because here's the thing: you actually have to have a reason for them to actually be friends with each other. So that was a way to actually tie it in and everything. It's just that I wish that they would have actually battled it out a lot longer. Matter of fact, I, matter of fact, I was just talking about on the interview that you know maybe they should have just went on ahead and just duped it out and then have Justice League having the beat between the two of them still. And then um, after that happens and everything, they make up in the, in the Justice League movie. But, but they actually explained the mother boxes better in Batman versus Superman, the extended cut. They, ex- they also, no, no, it's okay. They also explain the motivation behind Lex Luthor and the, also the craziness that goes inside of him as well. So I wish that they would have actually kept that in there. It just goes to show you how many people, how many chefs are in the kitchen when it came down to making this movie, you know, and I, I really enjoy the Batman versus Superman extended cut over the theatrical cut. Right. But Yeah. <laughs> Jolly Rancher is a <laughs> right. <laughs> no, but <laughs> right. 
<laughs> or here. Right. But another thing, too, was I remember when they were talking about it, it was like, I'm thinking that he, that he was just going into the building and not, maybe he had something going on to where he wasn't focused on anything. He was just trying to make a point on why he's there and showing his vulnerability. And right. <laughs> Other than the kryptonite, that's the only way that he can actually. Well, that's exactly why they had him in the gloves and everything else in the comic book and everything, though. Same. <clears throat> well, he was going to do Justice League. Well, don't forget, too, that was also not Zack Snyder's fault with the way that went. Because his daughter committed suicide, and then they got... Um, his uh, Joss Whedon to come in and step in and demolish everything that Snyder actually did. Right. And it just didn't flow right. It just didn't, it didn't feel right with a Batman universe or a DC universe. Right. But yeah. Right. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> but you know, I can I understand why they didn't go that route because everybody's like, "Oh, you're copying Marvel and everything." So, well, I'm talking about like copying a Marvel as far as doing standalone films first and then do a team up. You'll be you'll be getting those kind of fans who're like, "Well, you're just copying the Marvel formula." Right. That I, Right. 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 <laughs> I liked how they introduced everybody. I liked I liked how they introduced Wonder Woman and I liked her sass whenever Bruce is doing his thing when he's trying to impress women, especially whenever at that museum. Because well, you know that's not the real sword. I, I you know, I you know the real sword is da 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 because I know it's a fake. And I'm like, that is Wonder Woman. Right. Right. So. <laughs> so, let's see here. That was my number four. So, what's... Okay, what number is everybody up to? Okay. Okay, that's actually my number two, so. Oh, don't feel bad. Like, when I was doing my Shaq, the, the Kazam, don't feel bad. When I was doing my Kazam review, well, it's a Zam review, I was actually getting mixed up to the point where I actually had to do five or six different takes because of the fact that I got them mixed up. Exactly. Right, exactly. And we're I'm wondering too, like in the movie, I'm like, well, where's the rest of the gods at that were supposed to be sitting there with him? 
you know? So I'm like, it, is this guy just one, uh, one person who had a family before that? Or what's going on? And I'm glad that they actually went into that kind of perspective. But not only that, but it also has a big kind of vibe to it. From t- And I love that little bit of that. And then it doesn't start off like a normal, happy uh, superhero movie. It starts off where we actually see the villain. If you think about it, because when we see the villain and everything, he's just a little kid and there's this God that's looking for this, uh, this one person who's charismatic, who cares about people, who wants to help people. And then he just turns him away because he ended up looking at this other artifact. And it was actually part of the seven deadly sins. And I like that aspect to that, that mythology to it. There's that mythology again, like they, that we had for Wonder Woman. So, right, same, same here. And you know, I thought that this movie was really good. Zachary Levi does a fantastic job. The kid from It does a fantastic job as playing the little kid that uh, that's handicapped. Then we also have the, one of the guys from The Walking Dead in this movie, too, playing the foster parent. So, I actually liked the characters. I liked what they were doing. They're relatable. You know? And it's also a lighthearted movie. Because... No, no, no. Go on ahead. Right. 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 Was there for him. right, and I love the part too when they actually get beer together. <laughs> it's like, and then all of a sudden they don't like the beer, then they come out with like Slim Jims, a Slurpees. <laughs> it's like, thank you, sorry about the window. <laughs> yep. YouTube. Yeah. Because remember? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I like that vibe that they actually did with that. They opened it up to other possibilities on how superheroes can be filmed. Right.
Right. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I can understand how you would... Yeah, I understand that. I walked out of the theater... Well, going... <laughs> I walked out of the theater just feeling entertained. You know? No, 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 no. No. That wouldn't make sense for me to say that since I said I loved it, so... <laughs> but... No. But... I also like the part where Jack, where he uses his superpowers and it accidentally knocks the bus off the bridge. Because you see what I did? I saved those people, but you caused that to happen. <laughs> and then he he takes a mattress and thinking that's gonna work. But I do have to say this. The villain was a one-note villain. Right. But... But it's a great introduction into what we're getting with, um, with Shazam. Not Shazam's cousin. <laughs> but... <laughs> but... Okay, so that was your what was what was your number? No. Okay. Okay. So we're gonna go with Okay, well three was Man of Steel for me. So <laughs> That's my number one. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, don't forget, during that time, though, women was actually marked as, like, not strong. They were actually dazzle and distress. So... <laughs> Right. Right. 
Well, another thing, too, is if I was falling off of a bridge, I would be screaming, too. <laughs> Probably worse. <laughs> but... <laughs> well, I do have to admit this. The Batmobile scene with her in it, with her screaming a little bit, that was a little annoying. <laughs> but Batman did knock her out. <laughs> <laughs> right. 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 Right, exactly. I felt like he was playing himself like as in he's playing in the shining. He was just using, but, yeah. right. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, you know, I really like that. As a matter of fact, I still have the black and white photos that him and Michael Keaton did together and everything. And the, I still have those. I have to find them, but I still have those pictures. My aunt knew that I was a big uh, that I'm a big Batman fan back when I was little, so she went on hand and got those for me. That was, and then my favorite part though is when we goes when uh, Bruce goes, "Do you want to see nuts? Let's get nuts." <laughs> and, it, and for a split second, Michael Keaton went full on Jet Nicholson. <laughs> Right. And don't forget, Batman is kind of nuts. I mean... Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then the scene in the church... The church bell? Would you punch a guy with the with glasses? <laughs> I'm like, what does that have to do with anything? <laughs> right. Just improv. And then the whole entire thing. <laughs> but I do like another thing though too um, where he actually pretends that he knocked his teeth out and the teeth are just clattering that was a perfect little thing and then also too the art gallery is my other favorite with the Prince music yep <laughs> but okay so that was what number was yours okay what's your number three to make a or did you say 
Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, part of Suicide Squad. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Right, I know what you're talking about. Right. <laughs> the <laughs> right. Okay. Right, it's like a hockey goalie joker, or no, uh, soccer goalie jo joker. It's basically people are, were... <laughs> but right. But I feel like a little bit more time, if they actually gave us the more of the scenes, we might actually get to see him, what he can do. But, but now uh, the director is actually wanting to push out a Suicide Squad extended cut, even though there was already an extended cut. I'm like, okay, this does not excite me at all. You already gave me one extended cut. And they said, well, this time it's actually the extended cut for, from David Ayer. I said, okay, so what was the first one? What was the first first extended cut? Right. But Right. But even with the extended cut that I have, it didn't do anything to enhance my experience, which is what extended cut is supposed to do. It still felt choppy. It still felt like it was out of place. And now all of a sudden they said, oh, we're making, I want to do an extended cut. All right. Well, 
you already gave us one extended cut. Is that from the studio's extended cut, or is that from your extended cut? Okay. Right. I like Margaret Robbie. I thought she did good. Right. Well, the booty shorts is actually from the new 52. Right. 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 <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I'm done. Yeah, it's all on you guys now. Exactly. And also, too, it also gave Clark knowing that he's how to what it's like to be human aspect as well. Exactly. And if you think about it, he was kind of being a douche, kind of douchey in a way. And being selfish in a way. 
Lois. Right. Right. Okay. What's your number two, Tamika? Okay. I did too. Right. Right. I didn't have an issue with that. Uh, you know me, I never have an issue with that. <laughs> yeah. You see, for me, I didn't find him all that creepy or anything like that. I didn't find... (laughs) (laughs) Well... Well, for me, I mean, it just didn't work out for me with that. It didn't work out for me with this the whole movie kind of feel to it. But I do like the action scenes on the way it was actually laid out. It was just the characterization of the characters I didn't care for. But I do like the wide action shots in there, especially whenever she goes on ahead, crashes the truck into Ace. I like that. I love the uh, action sequences with her with her roller skates on and things like that. I love aspects to it, but I didn't love the movie like I wanted to as a whole. <laughs> right. Right. I do agree with you on that. Right. Huntress. (laughs) 
right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Right. Yeah, put away. Something like that. Oh. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> So, okay, all right, well, I just want to say thank you for being on the show, y'all, it's always been a pleasure and everything having you guys. Anytime, you know, and uh, we're going to have to do this again sometime, I know that we usually run into technical difficulties, it seems like, but... We still get it done, though, you know? We still have fun. So, right. I just want to apologize. Thank you. Appreciate it.
I do want to say I'm sorry for the technical difficulties and everything. I these these things happen, but you know. But I do appreciate you guys being on again, and we're gonna do this again sometime. So, all right. All right. Okay. Sounds good. All right. Well, guys, this is John from Movie Loves Unite, and until next time, bye.